Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Keeping It Real Fridays here on the Daydon Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Daydon Tolbert. I expect a very interesting show on this evening. Tonight, we're going to be talking about a topic that we that we've discussed in the past. A lot of people hit me up like, "Wow, oh, you know, I never heard you talk." No, <laughs> trust me, you must be a newer listener. We've, we've, there's, in fact, guys, um, coming up, I've been coming up on ten years in radio. You know, a lot of times we've been talking about when we speak of, you know, the Dayton Tolbert Show. You know, I think of, and I know many of you think of, just, um, you know, the Dayton Tolbert Show. But now that I think about it, I was actually on uh, in radio for about three years prior to the Dayton Tolbert Show, which is really. Um, it kind of just slipped my mind, you know what I mean? And uh, so there's really close to 10 years of information that, you know, we've been putting out there. Uh, so definitely understand, check out the archives, check out the, you know what I mean? Like if you think there's something that you might have uh, missed out on. But this is one of those topics, guys, that we don't talk about often, but is it is an integral part of dating, of relationships, uh, relationships of um, just situations, uh, we speak a lot of uh, about on this show just the thought process that goes on through men's minds in regards to how they're viewing you, how their actions are going to be towards you, and tonight's topic on the difference between a threesome, a menage a trois, uh, or a train uh, is, very, is is a huge part of that thought process, and tonight we're really going to dig deep. I mean, you guys know from listening to the show, we speak a lot about the perspective of a man uh, in regards to how he's viewing you, how he's going to treat you. But you know, we don't always go that deep. We, you, you know, you've heard us say on on a number of occasions, if he's not viewing you as a wife, he's viewing you as a hoe, a potential sex toy, you know, something of that nature. But we're going to really dig deep into, okay. When he's viewing you as a sex toy, as, if he's viewing you as a hoe, what are some additional things that he might be trying to do? What are some things that him and his friends might be plotting to do to you? So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, guys. I mean, understand, as a woman, you guys have to understand, this is probably one of the most important things that you guys can will ever hear just in regards to dating. A lot of women hit me up. They said, well, you know, I'm going to pass on that one. I'm not going to listen to that. I said, how come? You know, a lot of women, is, you know, they feel like, oh, that's not me. Okay. You know, yeah, I've dealt. I said, well, you've never dealt with a man in a in a, a long-term situation where he never proposed or you've never been in a friends with benefits situation. They said, well, well yeah, I, you know, I've done that. But, you know, I've never, you know, it was never any type of trains being ran. That's, and that's the problem. A lot of women aren't making the connection. A lot of women aren't understanding that if you're in a non-committal situation, if you're in a long-term relationship that isn't progressing towards marriage, that means that he's not viewing you as a wife, which clearly states that he's viewing you in a very non-respectable manner. And when that's the case, okay, you cannot rule out the possibility that he's having a little conversation with a buddy of his trying to get you into a certain predicament. All right, so, you know, you guys are welcome to call in live. Uh, you guys are welcome to listen live, chill, relax, enjoy yourselves, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypads. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other issues tonight. It's been a little while since we were live. Uh, we got hit with a crazy snowstorm here in Philly, really all up and down the East Coast. 
So, uh, you know, we, we took a little bit of time off. We're still coming back with our Martin Luther King special. We did not forget about that 12 Years a Slave, Being a Black Man in White America. That show absolutely is coming. Look out for it definitely next week at some point. It's just that, you know what I mean, so much stuff has been going on this week, and, um, you know, we had to take some time. But we are back live tonight, and I'm looking forward to a good show. Got a couple special guests calling in uh, tonight uh, to, to add to the barbershop. Uh, but as always, Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney Hollins was good. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Courtney. You know, this is a topic that you and I have been talking about doing for a little while now. Now that it's here, what are your thoughts? Trains, threesomes. Is there anything that um, you can relate to? Just in, I mean, I'm not, you know, we'll, 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 there will be time for me to put you on the spot later. But in regards to now, but just is that a topic that you ever given any thought to um, just as far as discussing? Yeah, uh, what I will say is, um, is that I used to think that they were the same thing. Not that uh, threesome and train were synonymous. It was no, you know, no different. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't know that there was a, you know, difference between the two. So I used to, I mean, and like we talked about, like they, they just glamorize it. Like they just make it seem like it's just like the best thing ever. So. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny. Me and Gerald, and I should have dug it out the you know out the archives, out the crates uh, prior to today's show, but I did, I just thought of it just now. Some of you may remember from back in the day, Gerald and I um, actually discussed this in great detail. A young woman actually wrote in, um, you know, a situation where she was asking. Uh, was actually, wow, that was actually crazy. I mean, we. We've done some crazy shows now. I think it was like a two or three night thing. I remember, if you guys remember, one woman called in saying that uh, she did allow, you know, a man, uh, you know, she engaged in a threesome, you know, a, a train situation. And then uh, the following night, a young woman who was listening to that show felt led to call in and, and reveal that she also had uh, had a similar situation uh, or something. No, no, I'm sorry. No, it was a woman who was thinking about it. That's what it was. And then the young woman who actually had done it actually wrote into the show the following night. And I maybe not tonight. If Courtney gets long-winded, I might try to scroll through and find it real quick. You know what I mean? No, she can be. No, my bad. That was Morgan from back in the day. My fault. Courtney doesn't do that. You know what I mean? But, no, I'm going to try to find it definitely in a future show for you all because, you know, we need to revisit that. But, yeah, we're going to get it in tonight. Um, yeah, so. Matter of fact, you've been around for a while. Was that before your time, or do you remember that whole situation where the young woman was considering it was an athlete she was considering allowing to you know take the, their sexual relationship to another level I can't recall that um but I'm sure I'm sure I heard it sure I heard the show when it came on yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was definitely a crazy situation. A couple things before we uh, you know, jump into that. You know, there's been a lot of talk uh lately, a lot of online discussions about uh, you know, the Illuminati and in Satanism and uh evil in the entertainment industry. And you know, I don't want to say too much about it, but you know, I, I just would encourage you all to um really look around you, you know, and and look at and be careful uh, with the people that you surround yourselves with, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of negativity out here. 
there are a lot of people out here who unfortunately uh, don't stand for for God and and are uh, passionate even about the world and about worldly people. And I just want to remind everybody that the bottom line is that if you are not standing for God, you are uh, living in the world. And if you are loved by the world or love things of the world, that makes you and renders you an enemy of God. And all you have to do is read the Old Testament to understand what being an enemy of God you know, is all about and, you know, and those types of things. So I just want to kind of put that out there. You know, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, I posted online the other day. I said, uh, actually yesterday, I said, you know, stand up for the world and you're loved, you know, but stand up for God's word and you're hated. And I said, I'll take the latter 100% of the time. You know, so just really, you know, I would just encourage everybody as you listen to tonight's show and just, you know, every show and just as you live your lives, really be be conscious of, you know, who and what you stand for, who and what you represent. Because the word is very clear about what happens to people who straddle a fence. You know, what am I talking about? You really can't love people like Jay-Z, you know, people who are loved by the world, the Beyonce's of the world, and, and, you know, and things like that, or really just anyone of the world or anything of the world, and still call yourself a Christian, a follower of Christ, someone who, you know, even tonight's show, you know, engaging in certain sexual, uh, you know, activities and things like that. These are all things that uh, that are sins and separate you from God. And you know when you're, you know, when you separate yourself from God, that's when you become susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. So I just want to encourage everybody to reflect on on those things. Is that anything that you can relate to, though? Yeah, I, I can. I I just remember just being separated from God and just really wanting to live for the world. Just think about the times when I had a lot of people around me because I was into worldly things. And so I can get, you know, I get what you say um, when you say you're an enemy of God, when you're loved by the world. And when I was loved by the world, I was not close to God at all. To the point where I didn't even want to go to, to church. That relationship was basically non-existent. So, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, um, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, we just have to make a choice, you know, and I, it's funny, ironically, I, I just got finished reading um, uh, Gerald's book, you know, shout out to Gerald, man, <laughs> that's a wild dude right there, you know, our former co-host here, his, his most recent book is uh, was entitled Black Woman You Are, and ironically, I literally finished it today, uh, it, it, you know, I don't want to tell too much, but there's definitely a lot of uh, sex in there. There's a, you know, it's a very interesting story how everything comes together. But there's uh, specifically a, on more than one occasion, a, a very accurate depiction, probably one of the more accurate uh, literary depictions of a train of a threesome that I've ever read or even seen uh, depicted ever. You know what I mean? So. Um, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, everybody go out. I mean, you know, support him, you know, support the brother. But, you know, definitely, uh, I'm not saying don't, yo, go read it because, you know, these dudes run a train on this. You know what I mean? But, you know what I'm saying? It, it's real, you know, and a lot of people just, you know, they don't really get a lot of times the, the perspective that this show is done from. They say, okay, is this a Christian show or is it a worldly show? We're a real show. You know what I'm saying? We're a real show. We're going to talk about the real issues of the world, but. From a biblical perspective So yeah we're going to talk about sex Yeah we're going to talk about threesomes Yeah we're going to talk about trains Yeah we're going to talk about music Hip hop, rap 
you know, sex. Yeah, all this stuff has to be talked about. Because what happens is in the church and a lot of these schools and even in these homes, people are afraid to talk about the real issues, and then people end up suffering from ignorance because people sheltered them and they babied them and they sugarcoated the truth so they don't have the information that's necessary to live life with, 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 with what God wants you to know. Because let's be honest about it. A lot of people just don't flat out read the Bible. They just don't. You see what I'm saying? But when you can incorporate the things that people are already, you know, used to, you know, experiencing and living in their daily lives, and then you talk, you say, hey, look, this is what the Bible says about that. That's how you reach people. One of the reasons why Kirk Franklin is one of the most successful gospel artists of all time is because he took traditional gospel music and he brought it into the club. Now, I'm not saying I agree with that. I definitely don't agree with all the things Kirk Franklin has done, but that's one of the reasons why. He is one of the reasons why gospel music exists as we know it, because he transformed it from what it was, and he, and he made it something different that everyone could relate to you know, and still get their praise on to. And that's what we're doing here in talk radio. You know, so we're laying a format right now that will soon transform talk radio as you know it. You understand that, guys, and that's important. That's why our, our, our hashtag here, our, our motto, our slogan is real radio that matters. You understand that? Show me another show that's going to talk about uh, two dudes running a train on a young woman from a biblical perspective. You ever heard anything like that, Courtney? No, not other than this show. <laughs> we keep it the real. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. But see, this is what a lot of people don't realize. What a lot of people don't realize is that you know, not too many people commented publicly, but at least four different women hit me up on my inbox and said, yo, you know, I can actually relate to what you're talking about, okay? I've actually, you know, you know, uh, re- allowed, you know, I've engaged in threesomes. I said, so you mean that you allowed two men to run a train? Well, yeah, I don't like to think of it. But, and literally four different women over the last 48 hours, okay? And that's real. So hopefully tonight, just be, to be clear, the purpose of tonight's show, guys, is to educate and hopefully save some young women from being viewed in that manner. If you read Gerald's book, you'll see it's absolutely not, there's nothing glorious about or glamorous about, I should say. Nothing whatsoever. In fact, it's one of the most disrespectful ways a man can possibly view a woman. So we're going to get that in. All right, we're going to get that in on this evening. Um, what else did I want to talk? It's been a little while. I mean, we got some time. I want to talk about some stuff. In fact, I want to read something. This is another great example. We get a lot of love from around the world, a lot of love from the ladies, a lot of love from even the fellas. A young brother hit me up. He said, Daydon, brother, I just want to thank you. Uh, I'm in the Army, and I'm currently deployed in Kuwait. I was just scrolling through some uh, some podcasts and stumbled across your show, and I've been hooked ever since. Listening to your show has made me look at my marriage and life in a whole different perspective. My wife and I have been married for 19 years, and we have had our share of, of ups and downs, but somehow we are still trucking along. We are going through some problems now, but through God's will, everything will be all right. But I just want to say thank you for such an inspirational show, and I also put my wife onto your show, and she loves it. Take care, and God bless, brother. You know, and let me just say that, man. You know, like, that that's real to me. 
because, you know, we live in a society, I said the other day, where there's a lot of hate, a lot of, lot of well, you know, it's a lot of DL men out here, a lot of men living on the DL, a lot of men with questionable values and morals, and, it's, and it takes a lot for a, a man to even just show love. You know, we're taught in the streets, we're taught in the world that showing love can get you killed, showing love is often a sign of weakness, so a lot of men don't do that. You know, and I'm just being honest about that. It's just the reality of, of the situation as far as being a black man, which, which we'll talk about more so uh, in our in our upcoming show. Um, but you know, it, it takes a lot for a man to just to just admit that he even. We have a lot of male listeners, but a lot of dudes, you know, they they you know, it's it's more comfortable to hate or to you know to to be tough or to be too cool to say, yeah, I'm I'm gonna listen to your show tonight. I'm gonna check you out. And so I just appreciate, you know, uh, men like Marv and, you know, uh, Osho and, and, and other guys over the years that you've heard call and even participate in the show. And all the guys that we've heard, half these questions, guys, half these questions that we've addressed over the years, thousands of advice questions, uh, to be honest with you, and you guys know this, mo- many of them have come from men. You know, many of these situations we've discussed have come from men just from submitting their own thoughts and, and, and you know, and opinions, uh, which, is, which I appreciate. So shout out to this guy. Uh, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, Courtney, just hearing that, you know, because I mean, you're a big part of the show, obviously. Um, you know, anything you'd like to say to him if he's tuned in? Yeah, I I um, definitely appreciate him for listening, him as well as his wife. And one thing um, that I do want to say is that, you know, I this clears up any misconceptions about the show because I think a lot of people look at the show and just say, oh, it's just for single people you know, unmarried people. But that is not true. I mean, we have just as many married couples that listen to the show as those that are single. This show is for everyone. And so that proves it, you know. And I just really, um, really love that, you know, him and his wife are listening. I am just happy that, you know, he's working, um, you know, on his marriage and just admire his faith in God, you know, and that's what's most important. So that was was a good letter. Yeah, and, and hopefully, um, <clears throat> you know, him, him and his young his lady can, uh, you know, can work things out and, you know, get things back on track because, you know, it, we it's tough out here. You know, anybody who's ever been married, anybody who is married, they know that, uh, you know, it's it, it's hard to to maintain love. It's it's hard to maintain liking someone. You know, living with somebody. I mean, that's just. Um, you know, it's 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 great marriage. Don't get me wrong, marriage is great, but it is work. That's not a cliche. Like that's actually true. Um, and it, it takes two very special people who view uh, those each other in a very special way to be able to uh, main maintain that for uh, for years. Oh, excuse, I'm getting over this cold, guys. You guys, excuse me. I'm a little uh, a little congested tonight, but you know, what I mean, I didn't want to miss tonight's show to to really try to you know spread some drop some knowledge. I want to talk about the, you know, let's get, let's get into what we what we're here for tonight, man. Let's 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 do it. Um, you know, trains versus threesomes. One of the things that I wanted to say about that, you know, I was watching Love and Hip Hop on uh, on Monday, and a couple of things that I wanted to get into. Um, just you know, before we even approach the whole threesome situation in regards to Joe uh, Joe and Tahiri, Joe Budden and, and Tahiri. <sighs> It, which is and it's all really tied in. I, I was talking to a buddy of mine tonight, and I was saying I didn't really appreciate um, how that whole engagement situation went down. Um, a lot of people say, well, you know, she did the right thing; she shouldn't have married him, and I agree with that. 
You know, I, I agree with the fact that she did not marry him, that she did turn down his proposal, but I did not agree with the way that she did it. Because, ladies, and this, this is where it ties into the whole trading situation. When you come off like you're playing games, under, please pay attention. If you're playing games or appear to be playing games, cer- certainly sexual games, but more so emotional games, that is going to cause a man to want to one to view you in the absolute worst possible way and do the worst possible things to you. All right, that is absolutely not the way that you want to be viewed by that man. Uh and I feel like with Tahiri, you know, yeah, he cheated, you know, yeah, he smashed off a couple chicks, you know, and she left him. That was that. Okay, cool. She did the right thing. But come back and you allow a man back into your circle and you say, "Okay, I, I, I'm willing to give this another shot. And then you say, well, all right, you've got to do something big. You've got to, you know, put some work in, da-da-da-da-da. You know, I don't feel like you're serious. You have to do X, Y, and Z. Well, he says, okay, look, I'm going to show you that I'm serious. I do love you. I do want to be with you. And he comes and gets a ring. Based off of what she said, now, do I think he was 100%? It's not about that. But it's about based off of what she said, what she told him, he did based, you know, he, he conducted himself accordingly, and then she says no, which kind of negates everything that she told him initially, which is for me which, what, what I had a problem with. What are your thoughts on that, Corey? I know you don't you gave up on the show, but any thoughts on that whole particular situation just in regards to playing emotional games? Yeah, I, I heard about that. I did hear about the proposal. I heard that she turned him down, and I agree. She is playing games because, you know, she knows deep down that she shouldn't even be in that relationship in the first place. So I feel like if you were going to turn it down, then at that point you might as well just walk away. But just because she turned down a proposal to him, I'm not confident to say that she's going to stop dealing with him, that she's going to stop having sex with him. And that's where the games come in. It's like as if, you know, he's supposed to jump over hoops for her. It, it wasn't meant to work out. So I just think it's silly. Um, I really do. Um, the both of them need to walk away. Right, <clears throat> and that's that's what it is. Another, another same same type of thing, you know. So, but see, what what this show doesn't tell you, okay, is in real life, the next step to that is okay. I was trying to commit to you. I put myself out there emotionally. You gave me your ass to kiss, so. I'm done with you. But that's that's not always how it works out, okay? Like Courtney said, it's usually, all right, let me play the role. Let me go along with it. Let me play that little, you know, okay, oh, you want me to jump through hoops? You want me to chase you? You want me to take you out? You want to see this, X, Y, and Z? Okay, I'll play the role for a little bit, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to still get what I want to get out of it. I'm going to hit it a couple more times. Matter of fact, I'm going to videotape it a couple more times. I know I'm about to be done with you for good, so let me get a couple memories for the road. See, that's the real. That's what really happens. A lot of women think that those types of games, you know, will ultimately make that man chase them and finally treat them the way that they want to be treated, but that's not what happens. Once you turn a man down, once you say, okay, no, you got to work with any thought of him taking you seriously goes out the window, and he's calling his homies up like, yo, show up, like just come through the crib. Just show, just pop up, and we can run this train on her. That's what a lot of people don't get. 
You know what I'm saying? That's the thought process. Whether or not it actually materializes is another story. But that's the thought process that often goes through the minds of many men. And in many cases, it actually goes down. There are a lot of trains being ran tonight, you know. I'm just being honest. Tonight, tomorrow night, last night, in college, on professional women. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. Another case in point, Look, going back to love and hip-hop, you look at, you know, same type of situation. You got uh, Rich Dollars, freaking weirdo, you know, but, you know, be that as it may, he's dealing with two bad chicks. You know, let's just be honest, you know. Now, everybody knows Rich Dollars is a player, okay, that that should be obvious. I mean, he's a weirdo, he's a loser, clearly a non-elite man, but, I mean, he does, for whatever reason, have some level of popularity with the ladies, a little bit of status, I guess, whatever. Some people are turned on by that type of stuff. And so, you know, he he's had his fair share of women. And so this whole little game that Erica Mina and him are playing, he's, you know, he's not taking her seriously. Don't let the cameras fool you, all right? She's a nice little type of woman that that most men would just make a jump off nobody's gonna wife her up she's a freak she looks good and it's just like okay let me take it for what it is and then keep it moving until i find wifey she's getting all stressed out she's getting all pissed off trying to figure out why he's not taking her seriously but she's a freak she's a freaking bisexual she's a lesbian nobody takes women like that seriously you know what i'm saying and so that's what happens now see if 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 he was smart you know, I'm just being honest, he would play his role and try to engage in some type of, you know what I'm saying, with, with both of them. Just to be real with you, I mean, if that's the game you're playing, if that's what you're into, which clearly he is, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but I'm just saying, if you're going to go through the stress, you know what I mean, the fel- wait till Marvin Tone, I got my man Tone calling in, I got Mar- you know, like the, this is the, what the men are talking about. See, and, and ladies, y'all don't want to find yourselves in the type of situation where you're getting plotted on, where a man is saying to you in his mind, F that B. Matter of fact, let me call up the homie. If you guys read my book, The Love We Had, you you got a glimpse of that. You know what puts a man into that mindset that says F that B. I'm going to call up so-and-so. Or if you, you know what I'm saying, even if you don't say I'm going to call up so-and-so, still F that B. You don't want a man thinking that about you. And ladies, a lot of men are thinking that about you. See, a lot of women are thinking that, oh, when we had this fight, okay, and he stormed out, he came home, so it's all good. We had makeup sex, so it's all good. No, 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 it ain't all good because you don't know what's going on in his head. He said he forgave you. You forgave him because you gave him the sex, and when you give him the sex, then all the pain goes away, everything goes away. But guess what? In his mind, he's still mad. That DMX type of rough sex that he had with you, that's him taking out those frustrations. But for you, the, the difference is him having the orgasm doesn't erase the memories. For you, I don't know. I can't speak for women. But for many women, it just goes out the window. But for us, it, a part of us dies, a part of the love, a part of whatever it was that we felt is going and will never be gotten back. And depending on how bad that particular fight was, Sometimes, it, it, you know, you cross into a whole other 
way of being viewed in that man's mind. A lot of women don't even realize they've gone from wife to hoe in the matter of 24 hours, in the matter of minutes. And they don't understand why he's saying, okay, well, we got to work on our relationship because that, that really pissed me off. I'm just not feeling it no more. Well, why are you not feeling it, baby? I'm just not feeling it. You know, I mean, I, matter of fact, no, nah, because, you know, we got to, no, nah, we need to spice it up or something. We need some, something new. I just can't do this anymore. I, I need something different. What, what, what you mean by that, baby? I, I don't know. Let me think about it. Knowing darn well what he already had in mind. That what that is, it's not he wants to spice up the relationship so that you guys can get back on good terms. No, it's he's about to be done with you. He wants to be done with you. But before he's done with you, he wants to get you on tape and he wants to let his homie experience you. Those are things and those are thoughts that a man who loves his woman, a man who loves his wife or a future wife would never think about. And y'all need to understand what causes us to cross that line. No man on the planet wants to, quote, unquote, spice his relationship up with, a, with another man. You know what I'm saying? A threesome of any kind. I don't care if it's a female threesome. If a man wants to do that with you, you, you are not being viewed as wife. And we're, and we're going to talk about the, the, the prerequisites. We're going to talk about what it looks like, what it sounds like when a man is, has already had the thought that he's going to run a train on you, and how does that play out? See, I've never said this, but what i got to realize, and let me talk quietly because I don't know if Danny's listening, but see, I've done that. You feel what I'm saying? I know what it's like, okay? And this is historic, right? I've never said that on this show in 10 years. But I have run a train. Me and the homies have experienced that, okay? And you guys, you guys better thank me because I've changed my life around. You, I mean, just to be real with you. See, and this is where it gets. This is this is why we're doing this on Keeping It Real Fridays. Because I know what I'm talking about. Okay, me and the frat, me and the homies. You know, trust me. And and it was some of you ladies. Okay, it was it was not the 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 the, the ghetto whores. It wasn't in some brothel in Brazil. It was in the sororities. It was in corporate America. It was in. Bible study, after Bible study, after church. It's a lot of freaks out there, man. It's a lot of hoes out there. It's a lot of respectable Christian hoes out there. And we need to stop sugarcoating this stuff. We need to start being honest about what's going on in the black community. We need to start talking about the real reasons why women aren't getting wiped up. Now, I'm not saying you can't change it. I'm not saying men can't change because both are possible. But... The question is, have you changed, or are you the type of woman who will be targeted for sex? Are you the type of woman who a man is sitting about thinking about right now like that? I sure do want to train, want to run a train. I want to have this threesome before I, you know, really settle down and, put, and hang, hang up the player card. Hmm, who in this Rolodex can get called up? Who would be a good target? Hmm, would it be Courtney? Would it be Cheryl? Would it be Aaron? Hmm. Let me see about Nikia. Nah, I don't know. Uh, let me, uh, like, hmm, nah, okay. Tanisha, that's a good one. I'm going to hit her up. Or, you know, who, I'm just throwing names out there. But you see what I'm saying? There's certain people that we say, uh, no, mm, no, mm, no, mm, maybe. Mm, yeah, her. That's the one. That's what you got to realize. Are you that one? 
I know I could talk about this all night because, like I said, I've been there and I'm passionate about changing lives. I'm passionate about saving lives, and, and we need to get we need to talk about this stuff, man. We can't keep ignoring the real issues out here. The day Don Tolbert show goes away, these issues go away. Nobody's talking about it. And women are continuing to get rent, trains ran on them on Friday nights. Women are continuing to have their faces ejaculated all over, thinking that that's what will cause them to one day take that walk down the aisle. Having a man bust a nut on your face, run a train on you, get you on tape. These are not things that will make you a wife. These were things that will eternally prevent you from being a wife. What are your thoughts on all this, Courtney? You know me. I talk all night. Wow, you are keeping it real. I I mean, I'm speechless because, I mean, uh, everything we're talking about are things I can relate to in some way. So, What, I somebody ejaculate to... on your face? What are you talking about? You can relate to. What are you, what are you talking about? Well, Sorry. yeah, that did happen, but I wasn't, I wasn't talking about that. <laughs> The heck? Although that that although that did happen to me before, and I thought that, like you said, that that's what I had to do, uh, or let get done to me to get a ring. Hmm. So I was yeah. just messing with you. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Mhm. Well, we can, oh, and and so we'll have to, you know, I'm sure the people we're gonna be honest. I'm gonna tell some stories tonight too. So Courtney's gonna tell some stories. You got? I'm gonna tell some stories. Hopefully, you guys will tell some stories. I asked four of the women, I said, you know, when you guys hit me up on the inbox, I said, would you be interested in just telling your story, uh, you know, live, you know, uh, anonymously, though? They said, no, thank you. Another woman said, well, let me think about it. I said, that's cool. You know, but I think that, you know, and I respect that, but I'm just saying, I mean, we're, you know me, I don't put anybody on blast, who, you know, who, who's, who's respectful. But, you know what I'm saying, so I want everybody to feel comfortable calling in 646-200-0366. Have you ever been in that situation? Have you thought about being in that situation? Has a man tried to put you in that situation? You know, phone lines are open. And, and, if, and if you want to call in, that's cool. We'll, we'll hear your story anonymously. I won't even put your number out, nothing. You know what I mean? You could be totally anonymous, right? But, you know, in fact, I'm going to post the link. We did a show, me, what was it, me, Dre, Kyrie, Gerald, that was the ball, uh, Barbershop All-Star Edition back in the day where we talked about threesomes. Like if you Google threesomes on the Data on Tolbert show, you'll actually hear from uh, all those guys as well as uh, uh, some couples who have engaged in uh, swinger activity and all that stuff. So definitely, I mean, this is stuff that, we, that needs to be talked about. I don't, wanna, I don't want to be that show or be that individual who ignores the elephant in the room. Right, I mean, we can't. All right, Courtney, you you, you were kind of wild back in the day. What's what's really good? <laughs> I mean, what what's going on up there in Chicago? I mean, what the heck. All right, hold on, hold on on that. We, we're gonna come back to you for a minute, Courtney. I want to hear some stories, but no, we're gonna tell some stories. Um, we were there was a post in the group. Uh, shout out to Henrine, I believe she she asked a question. Said, "Is it just me?" Or uh, she said, "I read all the posts about how awful and bad people feel about men who knowingly infected women with HIV. Uh, yes, yes, that's wrong and it's a crime. However, no one's talking about the woman's responsibility in protecting herself, which is her responsibility. If she's grown enough to have sex, then she should be smart enough to use protection and to not mention." And not to mention her having sex out, outside of marriage anyway. And that's a very excellent point. 
What are your thoughts as a woman about that particular post, Courtney? There are a lot, which is still going on now over in the Friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show group. Um, add yourselves if you guys aren't in there yet. But there are, you know, a lot of good topics, a lot of great inspirational posts and things like that. Um, but, you know, Courtney, as a woman, is that something that you see the importance of in, in regards to women taking responsibilities for the activities that they engage uh, themselves in? Yes, 100%. Like, I feel like I actually um, I had a debate with someone about this today, this topic. I I really don't understand. I mean, I guess a part of me understands why it's a crime, but it's like you can't absolve women of that responsibility. I mean, they are just as much at fault because unless they had a gun held to their head, unless they were raped, that everything about that sexual act was consensual. So, okay, yeah, he goes to jail, he gets life, but no one ever talks about the fact that you let him hit it raw and just was okay with it. It's just now people want to play the victim as if they didn't have, you know, self-control and they didn't have any type of restraint. I mean, you have your own mind and you can make your own decisions. So, of course, the better option would not be having sex, period, but... If you're going to do it, at least have them put a condom on. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I was—it's um, funny. You know, I was watching. I mean, it's really not funny, but um, for lack of a better term, I was reading the book that uh, that Gerald wrote, and there's a there's a scene in there where these two dudes literally pop up at this woman's crib, or I should say, the guy brings a woman back to the crib for sex. You know, and this was someone that she was in, in a, a sexual situation with, like a friends with benefits. Basically, she was his booty call. She was comfortable having sex with him. And then um, she, you know, I guess the dude, he's like playing on his phone. She's like, who you calling? He's like, chill. I got, you know, my man is dropping something off real quick. He comes, long story short, a guy comes over with a bottle of wine. And uh, that's like the excuse that he needs for the dude to pop up. And we'll talk about how that really happens in real life, uh, which is kind of how you know how just how real it is. Because the the scene that he wrote, <laughs> you can tell my man Joe is a wild dude. You know what I mean? Just from because that's exactly how it goes. But the, long story short, the dude comes over, and they both end up smashing this professional, educated, you know, woman, and they have like all types of crazy sex. They get the chick doing coke. Snorting coke and you know The guy even says in the beginning of the scene He's like yo is this bitch cool Or do I need to strap up And the dude is like nah she's good You you straight she's a good girl She's a good hoe She's a clean hoe And the dude's like alright cool And then he smashes it raw They run a train on her They're all you know what I mean No condoms And this is some, this is a young woman Who doesn't even She doesn't know anything about this dude Letting them smash raw. A lot of people say, oh, that's a book. Y'all can think that's a book if you want to, but that's exactly why HIV is what it is in the black community because these types of sexual situations happen every single day. You know, a lot of women are allowing their sexual needs and fantasies uh, overcome their their need for logic and, 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 and just rational behavior. And they're letting these dudes hit it raw. Not only are they getting pregnant, but they're getting HIV. They're getting STDs, STDs, you know. And um, you know, it's just it's just resulting in 
horrible situations. Any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's I don't really have much to have much to add to it that you know I haven't um, said already because I mean it's just important about you know protecting yourself. You know, not just basically we're really not get into the situation. Period. But if so, just protect yourself. We allow so much as women, we just allow so much to go down and we trust so much and think, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, if they don't use a condom just this one time, it feels better anyway. It's nothing bad will happen. And there are always consequences to everything that you do. Right. Right. There's always consequences. There's always consequences. Guys, we're talking tonight about the difference and in fact, you know, even before we go any further, I mean, should we? Do you think we should do that? Should we define the difference between a threesome and a and a train? Yes, because some people don't know that there's a difference. Right, that's true. It's un- it's and it's sad. You know, it, it it is sad that we even have to do that because you know, all men know what it is. You know, many women know, but just like there's not a man on the planet. Who's going to be like, oh, yeah, we had a threesome. Now, he might say that to you, or he may say that around you, but he's not saying that to his homies. I was, I posted the picture of me in, literally in the barbershop chair tonight. One of the barbers was like, yo, what's up? Dude? You, you, doing, you live tonight? I was like, yeah, we live tonight. He's like, what's tonight's topic? I was like, oh, man, we're going to be talking about trains. You know, he's like, oh, okay. And so, like, a whole shop starts talking about, you know, like what, you know, like what what's going on, and we just and it was like I didn't even say anything. I didn't even have to say. I was just like, and they, people just took it and ran. They just that's just what the what people started talking about. Everything that I'm saying now is what the topic was from. I'm like posting the the Instagram photo in the chair while people are talking about, you know, men. And these ain't, you know, I'll be honest with you, it's a couple, you know, we do the Christian uh, Bible study in there, but you know, the, the barbershop's a barbershop. Okay, so it's Muslims that come in there. It's it's educated dudes. It's businessmen in there. It's hood niggas in there. It's killers in there. It's drug dealers in there. You know, this is a barbershop where all types of people come come through, but talk about the same issues. Whether it's sports, whether it's politics, whether it's movies, whether it's TV. Where do y'all think these topics come from? And I told him straight up. I said, Yo, man. I said, I. You know me. I, I keep it real. I said, I'm a man's man. I, I will talk to the fellas. I'll talk to ladies. But I said the same thing I'll talk to the ladies about. I'll come in here and talk to y'all about I said, that's how you know it's real. You can't go into a barbershop and not be real. People throw you <laughs> throw you up out of there like Carlton up in a, a, a Fresh Prince. You know what I'm saying? You you got to you gotta be real in the barbershop. And that's what we're doing here. People in the barbershop listen to the show. I can't not keep it real with y'all on the show because I'm, I'm held accountable. You feel what I'm saying, guys? Listen to the things that we're telling y'all night in and night out on this show. One of the, but as far as the difference, though, I look. Let, let's just take it back to, you know, you know, sex 101. Because we and if you guys missed that show, we don't really promote it too much. But a different place, a different time. We actually did a sex 101 show, just nothing but sex. Just as far as what you know, how men view sex, what's good sex, what's bad sex. You know, everything you could possibly think of in regards to sex uh, was was talked about on that Keeping It Real Friday show uh, with me, Gerald, and uh, I think Morgan was on there at that point. But, yeah, definitely a uh, 
a classic show in its own right, just because it was as real as anything you'll ever hear in your life. But obviously now we've changed the format of the show. We're, we're you know, still just as real, but what we're keeping that real. You know what I mean? But you remember that show, Courtney. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I remember that one. Try to be all, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, you know, and darn well, you was, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, yes, uh, I, I remember that one. I remember that one. Yeah, I bet you do. Go away. <laughs> all right. All right, so look, the difference between a train and a, let me just tell you, some of y'all need to lighten up out there, Okay. A lot of dudes out there with sticks up their butts. There's a lot of women up there that try to act like they don't know what we're talking about. They they try to ignore certain posts. They don't want people to think they're tuning in. The world is listening right now. Everybody in the world, everybody, the haters, the psychos, the, the clowns, the enemies, you know, you know, it's a lot of people out there, you know, hoes, Christian women. Everybody and their mom who saw this post is listening to this show. Don't you think that's not the case for one second? But very few people will – This, I promise you, this will be the, one of the highest-rated shows in the history of, of this show. I know, I know what we do. I know how it works. Trust me on that. But this is one of those shows, if ever there was a show where people listen with their Rudy Tooty, fresh and fruity disguises on, this is one of those shows because no woman wants to think – or it really, many, most women don't want to publicly admit, hey, look, this is something I need to know about. You know, this is some, something, a, a topic I'd like to get a little bit of additional information from because I want to know, have I been targeted to be a jump off? Have, has a man thought about or even attempted to make me, uh, uh, you know, to run a train on me? And that's okay. And I say this, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's nothing wrong with wanting to be educated. Not being educated is, is just the opposite uh, or being educated is the opposite of ignorance. You don't want to be ignorant on anything. I know I don't. I had a clown. He told me I should stop researching certain subjects and just focus on certain. I said, what the heck? I said, I'm not going to stop researching. I said, I'm going to be an eternal researcher. You feel what I'm saying, guys? And we need to stop, you know, conforming to the world. We need to stop conforming to what society says is popular, what society says is entertainment. This isn't entertainment. This is actually a lot of knowledge, but it darn sure is entertaining, isn't it? Right? I mean, let's be honest. You know, and so we got to start, you know, let's, let's just be honest. Let, let the, let the, you know, just relax. It's okay to enjoy it. Okay? It's okay to laugh. I mean, cool, cool, cool. You know it's a lot of people out there with walking around all, uh, you know, like like too, like they're too sedity and too, too whatever, to admit, hey, look, I want to, I want to hear what these guys are talking about tonight. Right, <laughs> and then they know, they know they're listening. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, man, it is what it is, though. Let's now. So, as far as trains go, though, you know what? Here's the thing, and we'll, and we'll get into it as far as the thought process. But just so you know, as far as the definition goes, a threesome, guys is obviously something that's going to consist of three people, all right? But a threesome is going to consist of two women and a man, okay? That's just what it is, okay? That, that's a threesome. That is a menage a trois. You ever, you ever see that movie Trois with, with Gary Dordan and, and Kenya Moore? Yeah, I've seen it. 
I know you have. You know what I mean? Obviously, I messed with you. <laughs> I was waiting on that. <laughs> but did you see? But did you see Twa Two Pandora's Box? Yeah, I've seen that too. Did you see Twa Three The Escort? Yeah, I've seen that. Wow, you got the trilogy, Dad. Quick, no, I got, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I got the box to. set. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got the box set. I got the box set in the man cave. No, they're very. I mean, Twa Three was kind of stupid, but Twa was was very entertaining. Twa Two. Yeah, it was okay, but yeah, you know, it is what it is, man. People be acting like people be acting. Oh, you watched that? What? <laughs> Come on, everybody see that's like a hood classic. Like I don't think there's anyone who hasn't, you know, watched that. Or who many people would not admit to it, but you know. But uh, so if you notice, even in the film, that's what it was. It was it was the the, the married couple. They were not getting along, and he said, "Yeah, we need to let's spice it up a little bit." She's like, what do you mean? Kenya Moore told him, what, what, what? And he's like, nah, come on. I want, I want to spice it up. He's like, you know, maybe bring a, you know, set something up. He's like, what? He's like, I'm a menager twice. They get all all deep with it. You know what I mean? Accent come out of nowhere. Tell me something. I'm a menager twice. Like, just say a menager twice. Like, I'm a menager twice. Like, what the heck? That's fucking psychos. But, you know, I think with, with, with so that's what a threesome is. That's what a menage is. But when you get into, you know, certain fantasies that consist of, of, of two penises, ladies, okay, that's when you cross over into not it being a threesome, but in fact being a train. And it's not just a train, it's two men are running a train on you. That's what it is. Because a lot of women, they don't, like, they don't want to say it like that. Okay, well, I, you know, I had a threesome because that's sexy, that's glamorous, that's you know, according to society. But no woman wants to say, well, yeah, I let these two niggas run a train on me. Well, that's that's what makes you a hoe. They don't want to say that. Very few women will actually label themselves as a hoe or admit to exhibiting hoeish behavior. But that's what it is, regardless whether you fess up to it or not. So that's the de- so I hope we you know, just that's the working definition: a threesome, two women. A train, two men, and a woman. Okay, is there? Do we need to? I mean, is that clear? It should be clear. Do we need to? Is there anything else I need to say about the actual definition? No, I think they got it. <laughs> and if you let's see, and then now there are there are going to be women out there who will not like that. Well, you know, who? Why does it have to be like that? And well, if a woman's a hoe because she does it, well, what does that make the men who are doing? Well, it makes them hoes. You know what I mean? That's you know that is what it is. You know this. You guys should know by now. This is not that show where we bash women or blame women or anything. We just keep it real. This isn't you know a, a you know a misogynistic show or a, a sexist show or you know uh, men are good, women are. This is you know that's some other crap. That's some old weird stuff. We're not into that. We're here to help women. We're here to help women understand what it is so they can know, okay, this is how I'm being viewed. This is, these are the things that I can do to avoid being viewed in that way so I can avoid these situations happening. You don't trust me on this, ladies. You don't want to invite a man over <laughs> and he show up with somebody else like me and my homie did back in the day. All right? You don't want to do that. That's not trust me. That's not a, you know, it's a very awkward thing. It's very uncomfortable, but, you know, 
it, that's that's what it is. You know, I mean, I mean, could you even imagine that, Courtney? Like two dudes popping a mission. I mean, is that something that's ever happened? Like you invite someone over and he just happened to show up with somebody else. Yeah, only difference was it wasn't at my place. It was at his, and um, it was very similar. Like I was visiting somebody, they were in a frat, and we were hanging out, and then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, like his frat brother comes into the room, who was also someone that I had messed with before in the past. And he just kind of came and sat in the room, and just it was so awkward, and I could tell that, Something was going on, but I couldn't put my finger on it. So it was two of them in the room with me, and we're, like, watching TV. And the next thing you know, here comes another one of their uh, frat brothers that comes in and it's going on, and he starts laughing. I'm like, well, what is he laughing about? What, what's so funny? And I realized after that that I was being plotted on because I automatically felt uncomfortable. And I actually got up and, and left and went home, but it's obvious that they were trying to, Set something up, try to run a train on me. What made you leave? <clears throat> I just, I felt very uncomfortable. Like, I felt like something was going to happen, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. I just knew it was time to go. And then the other, and then that guy came in and started laughing. I was like, okay, something isn't right. I need to go home. Yeah, absolutely. See, what y'all got to realize is, <clears throat> and we'll get into this when we get into the the whole the setup, but in, in the, and we were just talking about this at the barbershop, literally. It, mo, to be honest with you, most men I know, in fact, I, it's very few men who I know who have not run a train on, on a woman before. I, I do not know. Most of the men, understand what I'm saying, most of the men I know at some point or really have ever met have run a train on some woman before. You guys understand the magnitude of what I'm saying to you. And, you know, that, that's a lot of men, which obviously means that's a lot of women. It's a lot of trains being ran. A lot of single women who have that under their belt. And, again, I'm not saying that's a death sentence. I'm not saying, you know, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest with you. Like, that's something that, you know, is taken into consideration. It is a factor. It is something that you need to be aware of. Is being you know looked at, okay? Um, but now let's get into let's get into a little bit of uh, <laughs> why it happens, you know how it happens, okay? The setup, Courtney. All right, this is what <laughs> this is what I want to talk about. I posted online earlier tonight in regards to the setup. I said, ladies, don't focus on being the best sexual experience of his life. Focus on possessing the qualities that will make him desire you as a wife. And that's one of the things that's not happening, um, in, in, you know, out here a lot. You know, there's a lot of sex going on. There's a lot of, um, you know, uh, fun. But there are very few women who actually possess the qualities that will say, wow, she would make a great wife. And so what ends up happening is if you're not being viewed as a wife, then you're clearly being viewed as a hoe. Well, the question is how do men treat hoes? Well, you, you, you run trains on them. I was watching uh, CNN, 
and they were saying Justin Bieber <laughs> was was uh, photographed or videotaped coming out of a, a very well-known Brazilian brothel. You know what I mean? They, they tried to wrap him up because they didn't want him to be seen, but it was clearly him because you could identify him with, by his tattoo. I don't know if you guys know anything about, you know, other countries, but you, the United States is really the only place in the world where brothels are illegal, right? They're, like, you go to Brazil, you go to Puerto Rico, you go to Dominican Republic. I shouldn't say Puerto Rico because that's technically the United States, but you guys know what I mean. When you go to some of these foreign, most of these foreign countries, Thailand, you know, I mean, it's not, there aren't strip clubs. They're brothels, meaning they're sex houses, they're whorehouses. Yeah, they'll strip for you, but these, I, in fact, I went to the Dominican Republic, and you know, we went to a strip club over there for the for the bachelor uh, party, and I mean, that's what it was. It was like, yo, I'm just I'm just here, you know. I mean, I'm not really trying to, you know, I don't want to have sex with anybody. I'm, you know, what I mean, I'm just you know just here celebrating my bachelor party. They're like, yo, do you want to go upstairs? I'm like, I'm good, but I'm just saying that's what it was. And you know, ladies, that, so I guess what I'm my point is. You got to understand, if you're being viewed as a hoe or you're be, not being viewed as a wife, which is really the same thing, men are, they're trying to go all out. There is no, a lot of women are thinking that there's somewhere in between. They're thinking like, okay, well, yeah, we're working on something where he's not really viewing me as a wife. He's, he's, yeah, he's cheating, but I don't think he's viewing me like Justin Bieber viewed the whores in the brothel. But that's what you got to realize. Yes, the, yes, he is. There is no in-between there, all right? And so what I was saying to you is don't focus on being the, having the best sex. What happens a lot of times is, like Courtney said earlier, a lot of women, they, they'll think, well, okay, well, if I do this, then he'll view me as being a freak and he'll take me seriously and he'll want to marry me. But no, by being a freak, that's what's going to cause him to want to not wife you up. We don't, and we talked about this a lot. Men don't wipe up freaks. They don't wipe up whores. They don't wipe up the women who give them the best sex or the best head or who have the best ride game. They they wipe up women who have the best qualities that they look for in a wife. And so what happens is, if you put, if you rock his world, if you do X, Y, and Z, all that's going to do is make him want to call up his homie and be like, "Yo, look what this chick did. Let me tell you what the you know you, you need to." You need to sample this. You need to, let me, my, well, hey, ain't that your chick? No, nah, I'm just messing with her. I'm just hitting that. No, nah, I'm going to set it up. How are you going to do that? Well, yeah, trust me, just follow my lead. I'm, I'll be over there Friday night. Just um, just show up. I'll, do, I'll fo- just follow my lead. Just show up, and I'll take care of the rest. She's a freak. Don't worry about it. It'll be cool. Matter of fact, you don't believe me. Here's the videotape. Here's the picture. This is what she sent me in the bathroom. That's how it starts, ladies. You don't, that's how, that's the, a lot of women aren't connecting the dots. They don't connect me taking photos of myself bent over on the leg up on the toilet with no bra on. They don't connect that to his homie showing up Friday night to quote unquote drop off a DVD at eleven o'clock at night. Oh, what's up, homie? What's going on with you? Oh no, nah, yeah, I just I just popped up. I just want to show this, uh, drop off this DVD. I, you let me borrow five months ago. Yeah, I, I felt bad. I had your DVD for so long, so I figured I'd just drop it off for you. Oh, cool. I appreciate that. All right, yo, I'm gonna holler at you later. Oh, whoa, hold on. What's that? You you rolling out? You might as well chill for a little bit. You you got a date or something? You might as well relax for a little bit. Oh, this is my fault. This is uh, Courtney. Oh, Courtney. This is you know this is Tone. Tone. This is Courtney. Oh, okay, how you doing, Courtney? 
All right, boom. That's how it starts. Uh, what y'all doing? Are we not? We're about to watch this DVD real quick. Matter of fact, we might as well watch this DVD you just brought over. <laughs> pop that thing in. Oh, we might as well get comfortable. Pop some popcorn. Love seat or couch. Everybody's watching the DVD. Next thing you know, you know, because you're already comfortable with the dude, right? So he's uh, he's cuddling. Next thing you know, the dude's next to you. He got his hand on your leg. You don't, you, you know. You think it's a little weird, but lights are off. It's 12 o'clock. You already had a couple glasses of wine. That's already been planned out. A lot of times women just say the hell with it. What the heck? I'm just saying, I mean, I mean this is how it goes down. That's well, that's one of the ways that it goes down, you know. But any thoughts on that? Does that, I'm not going to say bring back memories, but you know what I mean? Is there anything you can relate to on it, on any level? Yeah, I mean, it never got to that point, you know, with me. But I, like I said, in addition to the story that um, I shared a, a few minutes ago, I was set up. I've been set up a couple of times for trains. Now that I think about it, and um, so I could see that being something that could have potentially happened if I would have hung around a little bit longer. But I just felt so uncomfortable. I just, I couldn't. I, it's like I knew something wasn't right. I just didn't know what at the time. Right. Right, yeah, it's, it's deep out here. Where my, where's where's Marv at? Marv up there. Mar, Marv might be running the train now. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, somebody tag Marv on Facebook. He be asking. He chickened out. I think. I think Marv said, "Oh, the heck with this. They, they keeping it too real tonight, man." You know, it's what it is, though. I mean, somebody tag him on post on the post. Put him on blast, man. These dudes be trying to chicken out. I'm caught. Matter of fact, I'm about to text Tone see where he at. These dudes be playing around. But no, nah, it's real. You know it's real out here, but that's how, that's one of the ways is the is the just the the just pop up, all right. That's so. And ladies, if you've ever experienced that, now you know what it is. Trust me, it's not like let's just oh that's a coincidence. No one pops up on a Friday night at his homie's crib just to pop up. They they talked about you being there. They talked about what it was, what it was gonna hopefully be, and and they planned it out. Okay. For real, for real, if you were the type of woman who he was viewing as a wife anyway, you wouldn't even be in the crib on a Friday night. That's what a lot of another thing a lot of women don't realize is that when a man is interested in you, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna want to impress you. He's gonna want to take you out. He's not just gonna want to chill at the crib with you. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, when a man chills at the crib, his number one goal is to smash. Otherwise, he'd be, you know, he'd be out whining and dining you. I'm not saying he has to necessarily be spending money on you, but he's at least going to be, you know, treating you like the woman that, you, that you know, that you are. Okay. Now, a, another situation that often happens is is the conversation. All right. This is <laughs> we were talking about this whole thing. Everything you were saying, we were talking about this in the shop today. Is the conversation? The conversation is. Yo, uh, so so Courtney, you um, let me ask you a question. Like, would you say that you're a freak? You know what I mean, like that or something like that. And they'd be like, "What? What are you talking about?" Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I can be, you know, or something like that. Or, you know, it just probably takes the the right person to bring it out of me. Or I'm a freak with my man. Or, oh, so you're saying that if you were in a relationship, you you would do cer- certain freaky things? Well, yeah, of course. Oh, okay. So, hmm, like, what what kind of freaky stuff? 
What do you like? What are you referring to? Like, would you? you know, well, I would do X, Y, and Z. Da 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 da. Like, okay, well, would you ever be with another woman? Would you ever kiss a woman? Oh, what? It, you know how it is, Courtney. What? They go crazy. Like, oh, never. <laughs> I've never done that. That's always the first question because they're filling you out. They want to. They don't want to put themselves out there. They want to like, just gauge. You know, you know how you're viewing them. They, they, so they go crazy. Like, no, I would never do that. I've never kissed a woman. Like, okay, so are you? No, okay, dad. And then you got. It's all about comfort. It's all about making the woman feel comfortable. See, those dudes, they were psychos. And, and I'm, well, I mean, obviously, this shouldn't be done, but we are taking ourselves out of how you guys know us, and we're putting ourselves into the minds of those guys to help you guys, you know, avoid that. But those guys, you know, I don't, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this is where it becomes real. And, Courtney, I want, I want you to be honest. Whatever they did, you said they made you feel uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. hypothetically, if the guy that you were dealing with and if the other guy who you had dealt with had been more, uh, less psycho, you know, and more nurturing or caring or friendly or subtle or whatever else it was, mature even, would is there a chance you might not say and you would have let the whole thing go down, but maybe you might not have left at that moment when you did? I wouldn't have left at that moment. Right. No, not at all. But it, like you said, they made it so obvious. Like, it was just so weird <laughs> that they were plotting. Like, it was obvious that they were trying something. Let me explain something to you guys, ladies. I've I've known... I'm not going to say I've dealt with because that was never my thing, but I've known some of the biggest whores on the planet, okay? Like, just just, just absolutely disgusting. And I'm talking about who would do whatever with whoever, whenever. And even the most whorish of women, even those women, you have to make them feel comfortable. You have to play the role. You can't you can't just be like, yo, B, come on over and break me and my mans off. Like, you really can't do that with anybody. Anybody that says that they can do that is a liar, flat-out liar. Of course it can go down, but you still got to sell it. You still got to make that woman feel comfortable. And so what I'm saying is it's it's not out of the question really for – it's very. I'll put it like this: There are very few women out here who, not saying they don't exist, because I know many true women of God who would never do anything like that. But there, I will say, but I stand by the statement that there are very few women out here who, if under the right circumstances, could not a hundred percent rule out the possibility of that ever going down. My wife is one of the women who I know for a fact would absolutely rule out, 100% rule out the possibility of that ever going down under any circumstances whatsoever. I believe women like Nikia to be another one of those types of women. And, you know, and very select few, you know, women. But for most women, maybe not now, but there was a time in your life, not saying that you would have done it, but you could not absolutely 100% rule it out ever going down. Courtney, I'll ask you. I'll put you on the spot. Could you have right. made I mean, that, I, that 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 a hundred percent definitive statement that it would absolutely never go down? 
No. No. Honest, and that's real. And that's why the phones aren't blowing up off the hook. A lot of people are listening via the phone, but the phones are not blowing up because you are a very special woman who is, who is not afraid to admit the answer to that very uncomfortable question. You just admitted what, what, what 90% of women out here are afraid to admit, admit, that they have maybe thought about at one point in their life and maybe even considered at one point in their life the possibility of something like that going down. Since we're talking about it, though, Courtney, you know, what, under what circumstances might that have happened or could have happened back in the day? What you were saying before, um, just making me feel comfortable and just... um, you know, being nurturing, I think that would have done it. Um, but since I was carrying myself in, you know, such a horish way, you know, men just wanted to get down to it and to the point. So they didn't want to take that time to actually pretend like they cared. So that's why it it never worked, you know, for me because I I, I knew what they wanted. Like it was so obvious. But like you were saying, like if, if they weren't so obvious, they weren't, if they were subtle about it, then it could have possibly happen. I can't say definitively like, oh, that would have went down, but I probably would have thought about it before saying no. That's real. You know, that that's honest. And I think what we need to do as 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 people is just be honest. You know what I'm saying? I know a guy, he specifically went to another country to fulfill that fantasy. He literally wanted to experience two beautiful women, so he paid for it, he did it, and, you know, he's got the tapes, he's got the pictures to, uh, you know, to show for it. But I, but that's what it's all about. So we're into the setup. We talked about the pop-up. You, could, that's, you know, you just pop up, you show up with the homie, and that's what goes down. Now we, But the setup is key. You, you talk to them, you get them into the mindset of being freaky, just period. You got to get them freaky first. Once you get them talking about sex, once you get them in the freaky state of mind, then you can bring up, would you be cool with this? You start throwing out hypotheticals. Depending, the, like, and that question that I just asked Courtney was actually, would be one of the hypotheticals. I mean, it wouldn't be phrased in that manner, but it'd be like, yeah, so if this happened or if that happened, would you be willing to do this? Would you rule out the possibility? Once you get a woman to admit that under the right circumstances it might go down, that's all a man needs to hear. So be careful about that, ladies. You might not, if you, if you say, not if you say, but the only thing that you can say for a man to really take you out of that category of being a possible woman he could run a train on with the homies is literally cussing him out and telling him, nigga, hell no, and don't you ever remotely close to that again. You got to make sure he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would never under any circumstances whatsoever do that. Anything, anything less than that, trust me, will cause you to be plotted on. I promise you that. I see my man Marv is in the queue. Did you ever think about it from that perspective, though, uh, Courtney? No, no, I, I hadn't. <laughs> Not at all. Did you think that you were being plotted on before they, that guy actually showed up? No, I had no clue. Just thought it was just very innocent, 
and we were just all, you know, just having a good time. And I even thought the fact that he popped up because they, they lived in the house together. I just said, oh, well, maybe he was just stopping by because he was on his way to the kitchen and his bedroom was by the kitchen, so maybe that's why he's here. Like, I, I tried to make up excuses. I, I really didn't have a clue until after it happened, that incident happened. Right. See, this is what I'm trying to do. What Courtney just said, she clearly was being plotted on for these dudes to run a train on her, but I want to help y'all listening in. I don't want the dude to show up before you realize that you're being plotted on. This information that we're giving tonight that Marvel's about to drop on y'all, this is specifically designed to help y'all not to be able to, 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 to not have to find yourselves in the moment to be able to recognize that you're in the moment. And I'm going to tell you some stories. Some people wanted to know this is history right here. You know, and I'll be honest with y'all, man. I felt uncomfortable being 100. I told, like I told y'all before, you know, yeah, we've kept it real, but y'all never really heard me keep it real, real. 2014, like we might not even done a show like this, you know, a couple years ago. Uh, you know, but it's, you know, we've done everything that we could possibly do. I'm just trying to take this show to a whole nother level, a whole nother level of realness. You know, and I'm going to tell you guys about this chick I personally ran a train on back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And people are like, oh, you are? Like, okay. <laughs> Let's get the popcorn ready. <laughs> like, oh. He's like, oh, do tell. You know what I mean? My man Marv is here. Marv, what's going on with you? All right. Good evening. Good evening, Brother Day. I'm Courtney. I don't know why I called in, but I'm here, as promised, ready to reveal, you know, some interesting facts about myself relating to this topic. I'm sure after this uh Topic I'll be on a lot more of women's hated lists, so it is what it is. So hopefully those that are listening. Let me say this. Let me, let me say this, Marv, about that. You know, and I, I get it, man. You're a single brother out there, but you, you know, you'd be surprised, man. I, I work with a lot of women privately. I, I talk to a lot of women. Um, I interact with a lot of women. You, you know, and you're you're actually your name is good out here in the streets, man, amongst these women. Uh, you would think that it wouldn't be. But believe it or not, Marv, these women actually have revealed, and I haven't even really got a chance to tell you about this, but many women, numerous women, have actually thanked me for not only having you on the show, but just you being, your presence in the group, just expressing, um, you know, what you're expressing what you're really looking for, helping them get a, a different, I mean, obviously they hear me night in and night out, but it's always good to hear a different man, another man express uh, their views from a real perspective and um, so, yeah, man, I just want to tell you that, like, women actually appreciate your realness. Even though they debate, it's only not because they hate you, because they really don't understand men, and they want to. And so that interaction, is, you know, is what they want. There's a reason why every time you post certain things, it's like always a million comments, because women want to understand more of, you know, yeah, we understand, Daydon, yeah, we get it. But we want to know, we want to hear what some other, like, when you come in and when other guys come in, it's like, Okay, great. This is what real men speak about when we're not around. Did you, did you have any idea about that? That makes perfect sense. It really does. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that women, uh, you know, most women out there are open to hearing um, experiences from someone like myself, someone like you. Um, you know, I mean, you provide excellent information, um, you know, from a biblical perspective as well as personal. But I guess hearing it from somebody else just gives them that confirmation that, you know, this is exactly how men think. And, you know, if we expose certain things that we see in women that causes them to be victims and notches on the belt, then 
just give them the perfect opportunity to to make that change so that they won't be that person that we've, you know, taken advantage of back in the day. And I say all that to say, you know, <clears throat> like I, I share it to I share it for the purpose of uh enlightening women, but by no means, you know, do I feel, you know, proud about any of the decisions that I made. Um, you know, like if I could go back in time I would I would definitely, you know, play things out much differently, but it is what it is and I mean I can only use that experience to enlighten other women who are in that position and to help them avoid being, you know, uh, that casualty, I should say. Smut it out. Smut it out on a Friday night. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what it is. Let me let me tell you a quick story. I wanna tell I wanna get Marv's opinion on something, but I wanna tell you just one story because I forget. I wanna tell a couple of stories. I, now, this is a story about a train that I didn't even participate in. This is one of my homies to this day, but I'm still mad at him. I can't, you know, I, like I said, we don't glorify this stuff. I, I regret a lot of things I've done. We're not here to glamorize it or, you know. But <laughs> for a long time, I was mad at my homie because he ran a train without me. And, I, and I, let me set it up for you all. There was a situation uh, back in the day when we were really clubbing hard, early 20s, and uh, they're like, what, last week? No, not last week, not last year, not five years, but literally, like, we're talking about 15 years ago or so. And, um, you know, we were clubbing heavy, like going to the clubs every night. Everything was an adventure. You know, we were trying to get, you know, leave home with something every single, or bring somebody back home, you know, with us every night. And, um, you know, <laughs> we were literally, like, to be real with you, we were driving around specifically, Going through the phones, going through the notepads, trying to see, all right, who can we call up? Who can we go see or have come see us? And we were just like, all right, you know, it was like one of those nights. It was just a wash. And we was like, all right, whatever, just drop me off, man. I'm, you know, we call it a night, live to fight another day. <laughs> go back home. We was like four deep in the car. We all got dropped off. Cause that's when we all rode in one car. So we got dropped off. My, It was like maybe 3 o'clock in the morning. My homie, who will remain nameless, Literally, we find out the next day this dude calls up his other homie or gets a call from his other homie, and they go running, you know, meet this chick, you know, end up running the train on her in the backseat of uh, the, the dude's car. We're like, yo, hold up. How are you going to drop us off and then go and, you know, and do what we was all trying to do anyway? So that was kind of – we all had a nice little laugh about that. Marv, is there anything you can relate to, man? You got any stories, you know, uh, along those lines? Ooh, ooh, I mean, oh man, it's just keeping it real Fridays, huh? Well, <clears throat> let me, I mean, let me say this. You know, I, I played, you know, I played college basketball, and I was fortunate to play overseas for a couple of years. So, you know, on a on a smaller scale with these big time NBA players, like I've experienced that 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 lifestyle. You know, of, of playing a game, and then after the game, you got women waiting for you you know, by the locker room, you taking them home and you doing what you do. So that was a normal thing. You know, back then it was just, it was routine. So that now that I think back on it, I'm like, wow, you know, that was, I did a lot of disgusting stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, when you're in that moment and pretty much everybody on the team is just getting it in, you don't really think about, you know, the moral consequences at the end of the day. You're just in that moment. So, I mean, do I have experiences? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, what, you want something specific? 
yeah, I mean, because yeah, I, mean, I was about to share, well, I'm, I'm about to really go in, so I was going to see if we could get you to, you know, share a little something along the, the lines of, you know, kind of, you know, like you All said, right. specific. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you know, the most memorable experience that I probably had was the fact that, and, you know, everybody knows, you know, I grew up in the church, so I was very, um, how would you say, not isolated, but, you know, I really wasn't exposed to a lot of things, um, you know, during my teen years. So, I mean, I was playing ball, you know, I was in church heavy. That was my thing. But uh, once I packed them bags and I moved away to, you know, western Pennsylvania and I was in the middle of nowhere, and, you know, the school was just, it was like a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah, man. I mean, you know, the women was out there doing what they did and guys was doing. And it was a particular night that I remember. It was a it was a, a frat keg party, one of those white frat keg parties. And I was with about four of my uh, basketball, you know, teammates. They knew that I was a virgin. One guy approached me and he said, you won't lose your virginity tonight. And... I had no I had no idea what was going to take place, but uh, to the party we went back to the dorm and I walked in and it was two women, and uh, I mean the rest was history. So that was my most memorable experience. Um, I don't know if you remember the scene from uh, He Got Game when Jesus Shuttlesworth went on one of those those tours, those college tours, and they took him mm-hmm. in the room, and uh, yeah, so that was pretty much how I was introduced to that. To that world. Let me let me tell you. It's that's an interesting story, and it's a real story. Even more interesting because you mentioned the whole uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth uh, situation from He Got Game. I remember that, but not only do I remember that scene, I lived that scene personally. Okay, that's what people don't realize. When I was uh, in in high school, a lot of people who I know who who were there, they don't even know this story, but. I went on one of those, I don't know if you ever did anything like this, but they have like those college tours um, where you're like a, a senior or like a junior and you, you go to like, I think we went to like Morehouse, um, Clark Atlanta, and I, it was like a couple other schools uh, down there that I, I forget at this point. It was like three or four schools, it was like 11th grade, and you know, these are college dudes, so they, you know, we took the bus down there or whatever and um, they, they took us around and long story short, they all wanted us to come there. Like, you know, it's just a black school. They want people to come there and support or whatever. And so they link you up with, like, the frat guys and uh, the basketball players and the, you know, whatever. I'm in college. I didn't know what was going on. I'm just like there. Like, oh, my goodness, we're away from school. And the things that I saw, these are things I really hadn't seen like that experience. I, you know, like like Marv said, you know, I lived at home. My parents were very strict. I didn't live that life in high school. And, um, but... There were some stories that happened, like, you know, like that night, you know, after the party, at the party, in the back room, you know, and um, I'm talking about orgies, okay? I'm talking about just women everywhere, swinging from the chandeliers, like stuff that you would think would only, you would only hear about in movies or in, like, that scene in He Got Game wasn't just a scene and He Got Game. Another story, um, back in the day, I went to this uh, football party. And uh, it was like a strip party, you know, like they, it was like, a, you know, you paid to get in because, you know, there would be strippers there or whatever. And um, pretty much what they did was it was a regular party in the house, but then in the back room, it was these strippers. 
and there were video cameras. There were, you know, at least like three three strippers back there, but they weren't just strippers. They were actually giving head, and, you know, guys were just, you know, carrying on. And so I'm just trying to tell you all, ladies, like, these things all actually happen. You know, like, this is real life. This isn't just like those people. You figure in college, you know, you're talking about people who are going on to become the lawyers, the doctors, the teachers, the pre-med students, the pre-law, the the elementary education majors. Like, these are people who now are 35 in their profession, but were wilding out having orgies with the Kappas, with the Sigmas, with the Qs, with the, you know what I mean? Like, that's just... With the football squad, with the basketball squad. I went to school. Me and Marv, a lot of you guys don't know. Me and Marv have been to each other's schools. We went to school, what, Marv, what, an hour away from each other? About, about an hour and a half. No more than two. Right. About an hour and a half. I have, I've had sex fest at Marv's school. You know what I'm saying? We would we would hit that school up. That was like one of the schools that was in our uh, close proximity. We would just road trip. You know, Western Pennsylvania, nothing going on. Okay, let's head down to Clarion. Let's head down to uh, Cal U. Let's head down to Slippery Rock, Bloomsburg, you know, Penn State. All those little uh, uh, Pennsylvania state schools in the middle of nowhere, you got, y'all have to understand, there's, when, there's very, very rarely something going on. If there's not a black party going on, then you're either hitting the white, the white frats like you said, the keg parties, the, the white frat parties going over there and wilding out and then taking someone back to your dorm, or you're just, you're, you know, you're having your, an orgy just or like a sex party or you're calling somebody over. And the women were okay with that because in today's society, Mark, and you can talk about this, most women would rather have sex than spend a Friday night bored. Is that, I mean, would you say that's a true statement? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's 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 also a lot of women do things because, you know, they themselves have been sheltered growing up as well, and they figure, you know, you're only young once. There's a lot of women out there with, who live by that motto, you're only young once, you know, live in the moment. So that allowed easy access to a lot of women who just really wanted to get it in for recreational purposes. Um, and what's interesting is fast forward to 2014, I still, you know, I'm actually Facebook friends with a lot of the women that I've actually encountered. And they post pictures with their husbands, and, you know, you see posts where it says, you know, heading to Aspen, Colorado with my boo, and they're sitting there with his and her ski suits. And I'm like, wow, does he not realize that she was the campus jump-off? And I'm just like, wow, more power to him. I hope she never reveals that part of her life to him. But, uh, I mean, it's heavy. It's heavy. Let me say this. That's crazy because I see those same those same posts, man. It's amazing. It's everything you're saying, man, I can relate to. I see some of the ways Marv said encountered. <laughs> some of the ways I encountered. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm trying to keep it, you know. <laughs> but I feel you. <laughs> no, nah, that's cool. I feel you, though. Like a lot of women I dealt with back in the day, many of them are my Facebook friends. A few of them are Facebook, uh, you know, friends. And um, same thing, now have families and, and more power to, like, I'm not knocking that because I, I don't know if they've changed. I hope they've changed. But like Marv said, more power to that, to the to the guy because I, I personally would not want to be him. I personally would not want someone talking about me the way we're talking about him and his woman. That's just, that's every man's worst nightmare, just so you guys know, you know. And so 
the best way to avoid that is just not to put yourself in those situations. Now, the good news is that, um, you know, the word says that anyone can change, you know, but as I say all the time, you, you've actually got to change. Because the problem isn't that you were a hoe when you were 18. The problem is that you're still a hoe at 35 doing the same things that you did at 18. Like Mara said, a lot of times, you know, women come from being a pastor's kid, you know, living a sheltered life. They get to college. They they have a lot of sex. They go out. They party. They flunk out of school, take a semester off. Whatever, you know how it goes. Get back in school, go in and graduate in five, six years. That's cool. But, you know, it doesn't have to have to be that way. Now, another situation I was, um, you know, thinking about, this is where it gets real. One situation in particular, um, I could, I'm just trying to think of which story I want to tell. I'll tell a couple, but um, one situation was um, where a young woman I was dealing with, who uh, I met her at a party, and this is this is why it's so important. It's so important to understand the thought process, ladies, because this is how it starts. It starts at the very beginning, when when the man first meets. Remember, we say when a man first meets you, he's going to put you into one of two categories. Well, this is a very good example of that. I've never told this story publicly. I went to this club, all right, and it was a very it was one of those clubs. Matter of fact, Marv, you remember the five spot? Absolutely, right there on uh, Second and Market, Bank Street. As, yeah. The Five Spot was one of the, it was a very good little, it wasn't even a club, it was like a, a very nice lounge in the heart of Old City, a really nice part of downtown Philadelphia. And uh, on Thursday nights, it was known for, you know, people not standing around taking pictures all night and not just being too uppity to dance. That Like when you left the Five Spot on a Thursday night, you were leaving there sweaty. You know, you remember those nights, Ma? I know you've been there on a Thursday. Absolutely. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah, five right, spot yeah. was a bad spot. Well, I, I don't know, man. I think one one of them nights was gay night. Was it Sunday? Oh, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I, I, and I wouldn't know either. Only, <laughs> only reason I do know. <laughs> only reason you see I how know. Doing? You see how you doing? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because I was. I'm the one. I'm about to play myself because one night, me and the homies, you know, how you be on those missions, just you know, on a random night looking for something to get into. We like, all right, yeah, let's check out the the five spot. Five spot is literally the hottest night, or was the hottest night in Philly, where everybody was there. It was just crazy. Some of the most beautiful Absolutely. women you ever see in your life. But then we went there when we were there out on a Sunday. We said, let's go to go to five spot. So the bouncers there chilling. He's like, yo, what's up? Uh, he's like, yeah, five dollar cover. So we pay him the cover. Like, cool, we're about to get it in. So we go up in there, there's a whole bunch of dudes standing around. Like, what the heck? It's like, all right, it's still, it was like 10 o'clock. It's only like 10.30. It's probably early. And we see some other dudes all up in each other's faces, and dude, just a whole bunch of dudes like, no. We're like, yo, what what, what night is that? He's like, nah, it's, it's gay night. We're like, yo, what the heck? And so like, yo, we want to be like, yo, you ain't tell us? And he's like, hey, I ain't know. Like, oh, man, so we just rolled out, but yeah. That's the L. Most most people keep that story to themselves, but you know I'm secure in my masculine. It is what it is. We it is what it is, Mark. But uh, the story that I was going to tell you on a night like that, uh, on a similar night, we were out and about. wasn't too much going on, but we ended up leaving an event. We were all making our our relative, uh, you know, our calls, our respective calls, I should say. And uh, one woman who I had met at this party, that's why I lost my train of thought. I met her at the party, at the five spot. Okay, follow me. And 
I'm dancing with her. I mean, now, Mara, I'm being real. This this young woman had a crazy body. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I want y'all to understand the re- the whole reason. Like, she looked like face was, you know, like Mara says, five or six. But, I mean, like, had a, 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 like a Coke bottle waist and like a ridiculous, like probably one of the biggest butts you've probably ever seen in your life. And, you know, just she was standing there. I was like, oh, I got to, you know, got to get on that. So I danced with her. And she was just going overboard with how she was dancing with me. So my point is, I was like, whoa. And so, you, Marv, you know how it is. You know how, <laughs> you know how you with the homies and you you dance with us. So you, you know, you look over at the homies and get so you get your props while you, while you tearing it up. <laughs> yeah, that's what they <laughs> So I, I look back at I look back at Marv. Marv, give me a thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? Not really Marv, but you know the Marv equivalent in the, of the situation. And so he's like, "Yeah, like, dang, that's what's up." Yeah, it's official. Like, yeah. Yeah, that thumbs up. It's official. It, it, right? Yeah, got the thumb up. And I, it, even, it wasn't even thumb up. It was just like they did the head nod, like that. Like, yo, that's what's up. <laughs> so had the homies approval. So after that, you know, I had to, you know, I'm like, yo, hold on, hold on. I pulled her to the side, like, yo, let me get your number real quick. You know what I mean? So, you know, she like, she gave me the look. You know how you, Courtney, you know how y'all do the look because you back in the, you know, you backing it up all night. You you know, you don't really know what the dude looks like. So before he asks you for the number or before you give him the number, <laughs> you got to you got to do the courtesy look. You got to do a little check just to make sure everything is cool. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, she gave me the look. She gave me the, you know, the approval like, "Oh, I right. You good? And some women even say that, like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, what you mean, okay? Nothing. I just had to make sure you wasn't ugly. I'm like, oh, all right, you dirty hoe. <laughs> like, what? What you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> who you think you talking to? I be looking at some of these people back in the day, like, yo, you had to make sure I was cool. I'm like, you're freaking like, never mind. Let me chill. But the the nerve of some of these women. But that's how they be. That's how the the low self esteem will give you that false sense of security, that false sense of pride, to actually cause these women to think that they can make you jump through, who they can put you through some type of ridiculous interrogation just to, you know, I yo, can I get your number? Well, I'ma think about it. Come back, come back and find me in 15 minutes, and I I'll see. I'm like, what? You, you must be crazy, Courtney. Come on, I can tell you played those types of games back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean, I, what, I what was it? And I'm gonna tell y'all the story. I'm not BSing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually tell y'all, but I just want to know, like, because this is important. What made you tell? I mean, play those types of games? Because I wanted to see if the man would chase me. It was just um, an ego booster, you know. And I was really just feeling myself too. And so, you know, if he actually did come back in 15 minutes, then I would think, okay, yeah, I got him. So I could, you know, make him do whatever I want. It just made me feel better, and it all goes back to low self esteem. But yeah, I did used to do stuff like that. Right, that's deep. So I, long can, story I, can I ask something? Oh, please. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that's one of the things to say to assess the level of freakiness in the chick. So like that typical, typical scenario that you brought up at five spot. Like I would be there with a couple guys, and we would point out somebody who we thought had freak potential. But one of us would approach her, start grinding on her, start dancing, and let's say she's dancing with me. I would purposely tell her, I said, look, you see my man over there. He's sitting there. He, he like what he like what he see. Why don't you go over there and give him a little dance? And she'll go over there and do it. So she's sweating all on him, grinding up on him. And that was an indication that she was down for whatever. 
So that that was like a, a that was like a game we used to play to see how you know how cooperative the woman would be. Wow! <clears throat> listen, ladies, listen to what Marv just said. I'm telling you, that's that's actually what I'm about to tell you guys. That's what y'all got to realize. Like the this is everything that we're saying. All men can relate to, you know, and that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. It's very little uh, deviation from the from from the from the game plan, and and what the reason why I'm focusing on this is because everything that happens is to get props from the friends, from the homies, the people you're closest to. It starts with the look, it starts with the dance, the grind, it starts with getting the number. Nobody would get your number if his friends didn't see you getting the number. That's it doesn't do anything. It doesn't matter if you don't get props from it. If you can't, I mean, think about it, Marv, you already know, you know, it's like most men don't even have sex to have sex. It's not really, oh, I like having sex so much, so I'm just going to have sex. Ninety percent of the time, at least back in the day, it was, we're going to have sex with you so we can be able to tell the homies, yeah, I hit, that chick was a freak. Remember that chick from the club? Yeah, I did X, Y, and Z with her. Matter of fact, here's the picture to prove it. They're like, oh, snap, that's the chick from the club? That Donnie with the, yeah, that's her. Right. It's all automatic. Yeah, you'll get an automatic. Uh, you'll get an automatic text message the following morning. How was it? I mean, because they already knew what the situation was. They knew when you left the club with them, the way she was throwing it on you all night, all up in your face. You know, she had that look in her eye like she was going to, like it was obvious. Everybody in the room knew that she was going to give it to you that night. So the following morning, you're going to get that text message from your own. How was it? I mean, that was just a guarantee. Right. Exactly. That's how was it? It's all. It's an assumption. We already know, foregoing conclusion. So follow me. So we're in the five spot. I'm, she's giving it to me. I get the number. So right then and there, that tells you that she's a freak, that she's a hoe. Cause, and, there's no, and, and this is the, what's most important. This is the teachable moment because from the point that you get the number, your friends see you grinding on her, and, the, and all her friends or all the guy's friends are watching you disrespect, or I shouldn't say disrespect, but getting your grind on basically – no part of you, after doing that, can take that woman seriously because at that point it would take away from your respectability if you wife up someone who clearly is a hoe. If he if he's already said, "Yo, you might as well dance with my homie," the way you've danced with me, I can't. I can't take you seriously after that. I can't wife you up after that. And a lot of women they don't get that. No man is going to wife up a woman who his friends already uh, view to be a hoe or a freak. And if you've, and the, based on the things that you've already done with him prior to you having the feelings, prior to you guys getting in some type of elongated dating situation or whatever it is you want to call it, he's already forwarded the, the photos you sent him. He's already, you know, voice recorded you doing all the freaky stuff on the, you know what I mean, whatever it is. They've already seen that. So, yeah, that was in the beginning, but it doesn't matter if it was in the beginning or not. He can never take you seriously and have the respect of his homies. Am I lying, Marv? No, you're not lying at all. That's, that's, That's definitely the truth there. I mean, we don't like to share. That's just the bottom line. I mean, I know women feel differently about that. Um, you know, but that's just, it's just a man thing. It's just certain things, you know, that we as men will just not tolerate. And one of those is, you know, us seeing you displaying sexual behavior. And let's just be clear here with the whole dancing in the club, you know, the way 
people dance in the club, it looks like you having sex with clothes on. I mean, let's just be honest. Nobody two steps in the club. You know, you grinding, you sweating, you can feel every curve of the, of the girl's body. You know, you you grabbing her. You know, in, in, in different places, she grabbing you. You know, like I, I got some cousins, like they'll take it an extra mile, they'll actually lift in the air, and like hump her to the to the to the to the music, and you know, like it's so it's it's so sexual in nature. So it's like, are we going to take you seriously? Absolutely not. It's like the only thing on our mind is which hotel are we going to take you to. You know, can we take you to my spot or your spot? That's that's the only thing that we see that that goes through our mind when we see you act that way. That's it. All I got. I mean, that's see. There's really only one thing to 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 add to to what Marv just said to kind of help y'all get a better indication of what he's talking about, just in regards to the level of freakiness, the le- how we're viewing you at that at that moment. This is probably the only thing I can think of to tell y'all. All right, all right, all right. Stop getting excited, guys. Stop getting it, Courtney. Courtney Check getting excited. Back yeah. <laughs> that's that's the only thing that I could think of to tell y'all to illustrate the the level of excitement. Now, Marv, you know, when you heard those those that, that intro come on, you already knew you were about to get your grind on. I already knew. And then what was even more interesting is it's it's clear that that's like a, 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 a you know, a disgusting song, you know, it's it's sexual in nature, but women would get excited. They would literally get excited. Oh, that's my song. That's my song. And they're looking for the closest guy to grind on. And it's like, all right, I'm taking her home. Right. That's what y'all got to realize. There was this party. Shout out to everybody from Philly. I already know you know Fizos, Mar. I know you already need to say nothing else about Fizos. 15th and South, absolutely. 15th and South. Fizos. <clears throat> Fizos was, was a place, guys, and this is the irony. On Friday nights, when I was going, it was a, it's about a two or three year stretch where it was just like crazy because it was a happy hour. But I've never even experienced anything like this uh, since then or even before then. It was a happy hour that people literally would come straight from work from like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. By 7.30, it was a full-blown party. Ties was taken off, shirts was off, people were drunk. By 7.30 at night, you know, the club would just be packed, people would be dancing, Akinelli would be on, people would be going home at like 9 o'clock. Forget the regular part, they were just going, and then it would turn into a regular, but, but most people were actually going by 8 o'clock because they already got their free going. And this is a happy hour. So what my point is, if you're at a happy hour, you're obviously coming from work. We're talking about the most professional women in the city getting their freak on in the city of Philadelphia. Some of the most 
I won't say influential, but you know what I'm saying. Like some of the most professional people. This was the the hottest spot in Philadelphia at that time. And Philadelphia is a huge city, you know, with a huge black po- uh, professional population. And the, the level of freakiness that existed in this place. This is not a hood spot. At that time, it was the the mo. Again, I stress, Marv. You know. Some of the most professional people in all of the city of Philadelphia would come there straight from work and end up leaving practically butt naked. Am I? I mean, did you ever experience yeah. the happy hour? Yeah, I've been there, been there several times, absolutely. And it would be jam packed too. And Faisal's is the type of place you can't really move around the way you want to. So it's like everybody's on everybody. And you know, once you start getting those strong drinks in your system, it's like, you know, it's just one big freak fest. Freak fest. They call it the house party. Because that, like you said, it was a very small environment that it would just be packed. So packed you couldn't even move without stepping on a dude's shoes. And the funny thing is, that's how crazy, you, how freaky you knew it was. There were so many women in there that you could step on a dude's shoe and he not try to wait for you outside and shoot you. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, my bad, homie. You, it was like, oh, it's all good. You specifically didn't wear your good dress shoes to work that day because you knew you were going to Faisal's afterwards and your shoes were going to get scuffed up. Just from getting your dance on and people step on your feet And nobody cared because everybody was having a good time And it was crazy And so my point is my Going back to the story So I'm grinding on this woman Long story short I get a number Literally I want to say that was maybe like a Thursday night at at, at, uh, at Five Spot because that was the night I want to say like that Saturday night I smashed Okay went over there first no come on No dates I mean, that's, that's, You guys should already know you don't do that. You don't take out women, which is a whole another show in and of itself. But you guys should know if you come off as a freak, if you come off as a hoe, you're not going out on any dates. Like that, you, this, this is not going to happen. There's no need to. So long story. Went over her crib. She was out there in West Philly. Took the drive out to like 50th and Lancaster, some type of crap. Rode out there, smashed. You know, relatively easy. Um, but just a hoe. You know, what I mean, just a single mom. Just a straight-up hoe. No respect for herself. Um, After that, it became clear that uh, she was, uh, you know, willing to do uh, some some additional freaky things. So I ended up, uh, you know, calling the homies over. Or I should say the homie over. And uh, one Saturday night, same thing, we were at the club. And I called her. I was like, yo, what's up? What you doing? I was like, she was like, I'm chilling, I'm still up watching TV. I was like, oh, why? You want some company? And she was like, yeah, that's cool. So I went over there, uh, but what I, I said, no, I'm going to come over. But what I didn't tell her was that my homie was in the car with me. So we popped up. She was like, oh, what the heck? Who's this? I said, oh, my bad, it's my homie. Like, we, you, know, I, you know, I rode with him. And so I, I wanted to see, I was like, I wanted to see you, you know, uh, but I didn't, I didn't want to drop him off, and so I didn't want to not see you. Courtney, what was I doing? You were setting her up. I mean, that was a no. setup right there for sure. But, but take, but look deeper though. What, what? I mean, clearly it was a setup. But what was I doing in that moment by letting her know how important it was for me to see her that night? Um, that you just want to sex from her. Oh, Courtney, the comfort level. That's <laughs> all I want. <laughs> I was making her comfortable. Remember? Oh, you guys okay. Are, gotcha. It's all about gotcha. the comfort. You got to make the woman feel comfortable. The reason why Courtney left 
in that one situation, but specifically because the men didn't make her feel comfortable. So what you what we did was we made her feel valued, we made her feel wanted, <clears throat> and what a lot of times um, ends up happening. You know, going back to the childhood, a lot of women don't get those feelings from their fathers. They don't get uh, affirmation and value and feeling wanted. So, you know, when you give a woman those things that they've never felt historically, it, that 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 will do wonders. Those panties will drop specifically because of that. You know, and so we did that. Um, and then, you know, she he started talking to her, you know, getting to know her a little bit. Next thing you know, we're watching TV. And, uh, you know, I mean, really one thing led to another, and I'm doing my thing at one point. You know, I did. I, I wouldn't go make myself a sandwich. He did his thing. He's straight up smashing it from the back, giving me the thumbs up. And while I'm in the kitchen making a sandwich, he's like, you know, just crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We sit up there laughing. I'm like, yo, we get literally, he's giving, he's doing the Dougie, you know what I mean, like Cameron and paid him full, you know what I mean? It's crazy. You know, and and then that and that was just that. I think he even went back over there without me, uh, like maybe a couple of weeks later. And then that became I fell back, and that was that. I never talked to her again. But I think he he ended up smashing a couple times just outside of that. <laughs> People, yo, I'm just you know I'm, I'm not I'm not proud of that. You know I'm not proud of uh, you know that. But you know it is what it is. What do you think about that, Courtney? Is that something that uh, possibly? might have happened to you back in the day? Um, I, I guess I'll say possibly. I mean, more than likely not, but I would have um, thought about it. It would have crossed my mind, you know, whether or not I was going to do it. It wouldn't have been one of those things where it would be like a definite no, but uh, especially with just making me feel special and comfortable, just looking back where I was emotionally, yeah, I would have thought about it. Marv, what about you, man? Is that anything you can relate to? Yeah, man. Like, <clears throat> it definitely, is, it was, that was the that was the strategy is to get the woman comfortable. Um, and you know, like I was, I've, I've mastered the ability to to charm a woman. Like I would say certain things just to make her feel comfortable. You know, I would I would crack jokes. Just I would say certain things just to get her get her to drop her guard down. And there would there would be a moment. During the night, where I'm like, okay, I got her buttered, I got her buttered up. So at this point, you know, I know that all I got to do is just bring her back to the spot, and it's on. So I, I remember one one incident, man. I was I was with my cousin, and I was dealing with a woman that I knew I had already put in that work. So I knew that she would do anything that I asked her to. I had her at that point. So I called her over, and when she came through, she saw my cousin there, and I. I mean, she didn't even like. She didn't even think about turning around, going back. She came back. She came in, gave me a hug. You know, we sat down, talked, laughed, drank a little bit. One thing led to another, man. One thing led to another, and 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 she walked in. She knew. I mean, she wasn't a dumb girl. She knew what could possibly go down. And, you know, and my cousin, like me and him, were similar. So we kind of got. To, we had like the, the same approach, the same type of personality. So she was really, really in a comfort zone, and you know her favorite drink was amaretto sours, and I knew that. So she would come through, and I'll make it the way she liked it. So she's sipping on it, and you know she's acting a little, real silly, and you know she took she take her shoes, took her shoes off, and that was a clear indication when I was doing my thing back in the day 
of a woman being really comfortable and in that moment is when she takes her shoes off. But she came in, took her shoes off, you know, she's, she's sitting back, you know, just enjoying the moment, and it was just a wrap, man. It was a wrap. It's a wrap. And it, and it happened so fast. I mean, these are, this is, again, understand, this is a woman who had never met, she'd only met me one other time, <clears throat> and then had never met this other guy and ends up letting us both smash. Now, another situation well, people are like, oh, yeah, let's hear more. I'm, I'm like, y'all, y'all tired? Y'all on the show to end? Oh, oh no, no, keep it going. No, but, um, but before we get off of her, I want to say maybe two weeks, because you guys understand, gotta understand, again, the whole process is, is going to be talked about. There's always going to be constant dialogue. When you run a train, that's, all, that's like the, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's, it's not common, but for many men, they are few and far between. You know, certain types of men can do almost can do it whenever they want, but other men, it's not as easy to get a woman to do those types of things. So, you know, if something like that happens, you know, it's like, wow, you're, you're gonna talk about it. It's not something you hear you hear talked about every day. Like, oh yeah, we ran a trade on this chick, and um, so my point is, word spread, and they're like, oh, well, I mean, what's up with her? Do you think we could, you know, would she do it again or da da da? Long story short, I had some homies. They were from out of town. We said, oh, oh, what's up? Show me a good time. They wanna, they wanted to have a good time. One dude was from D.C. for the weekend. So we said, all right. We called up this chick, see what's good. And I told her that me and my homie were coming through, the homie and the homie that, you know, that she had dealt with before. But little did she know, we came through five deep this time. You know, we we all went through to, to, to you know, to experience her uh, again. Long story short, literally, she had five dudes up in her that night, okay? Five five men, one night. These dudes literally ransacked her crib, you know, stole stuff out the fridge, took bottles of wine. I don't know what else was taken. Um, just totally disrespect. I mean, stuff that you wouldn't even think would happen. You know what I mean? Like, but it was, we're not talking about rape here, obviously, but I mean, it was, this is what she wanted to do. You know, and some, it was amazing that even though she's being ravaged, she still was, was thinking that it was some type of joke. It was something fun. It was something glamorous. But she would, the joke was on her. You ever see a hoe, Marv, and they, they try to laugh it off like, like they're still, like they're laughing with you, but they don't realize that they're they're being laughed at? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I've never, like, I, I used to be shocked. Like, I used to be shocked by just the level of, I don't know, man, just how naive they would be, you know, thinking, like, don't you realize what's about to happen in the next, Hour and a half. Like once you, you know, drink the rest of that amaretto sour, don't you? Don't you realize that you know you're not going to be leaving, you're not leaving here <laughs> the way you came in. I mean, you know, and and I, I just want people to to understand, like you know, these women, like they're doing it because they want to do it. Like no one is forcing these women to have a train ran on them. They actually look forward to it. They 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 enjoy it. You know and I'm just like, wow, these women are like, they don't even realize how we view the, how we view you right now. And you're absolutely right. I mean, 
you know, we, we, we sitting there with the inside jokes and she's sitting over there in the corner not realizing that we're actually laughing at her. I mean, she's just like just just stuck over there, just not even realizing what's about to happen. So. Right, right. That it, it's it, You know, it's really unfortunate because um, Marv mentioned how don't they realize how they're being viewed. And please don't under, ever think that even, no matter how comfortable that man makes you feel, no matter how, you know, fun it may seem, how adventurous, you know, no matter what you read about in that Zane book that makes it seem like it might be okay, it's never okay, and you will always be viewed as a hoax. Uh, the Bible even speaks about this uh, in regards to um, a lot of men will say things like, let's spice up the relationship, let's take it to another level. But this is what the Word says. It says, the husband should give his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive another, except perhaps by agreement, for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together again so that Satan cannot tempt you beyond your lack of uh, self-control. And that's a very deep scripture because I think that what happens a lot of times is a lot of threesomes and a lot of sexual exploits are brought about out of frustration, about of a woman depriving their husband of sex, about a husband you know, depriving their wife of sex. But it says right here, you're not supposed to play those games. Otherwise... You know, it says that Satan can tempt you and will cause you to to take those thoughts that you thought might have been a good idea, and he will take them to a whole other uh, level, a whole other outcome will happen, and it will never be a positive result in the relationship. I'm telling you all, the word speaks about everything. Courtney, any thoughts on that particular scripture from 1 Corinthians 7, 3 through 5? Yeah, I I'm very familiar with that one. I I love that one because you know it's it's so true how you know um, people can allow outsiders and how they can allow you know how they bring lust you know into their marriage and how detrimental it is. You know, sex is a very sacred act. You know, should, that should be between you know that man and that woman and you know, them only, you know, not other, you know, bringing other people in. Because once you allow other things in there, allow, you know, evil spirits, you know, into the relationship, into the marriage, it's downhill from there. So um, I, I like that. Speaking of marriage, and I see a couple calls online. We'll go to the lines in a second, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one on your keypad if you have a question or comment. But, Marv, uh, in regards to how you'll view that woman, and Courtney just mentioned a marriage, obviously you're not married, but let's just say if you were in a serious relationship or, you know, you had your wife, would, would you ever think of engaging in any type of threesome or train with your wife? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If I if I even consider that, like, please, I, I, clearly I must have mental health issues. No No man wants his wife to be violated in that manner by another man. Um you know that just just the thought of that is repulsive. So I would just I'm praying that God won't won't bring a woman to my life who would want to live that out 
in some type of fantasy because um, she clearly needs to get her head checked if she if she thinks I'm going to allow her to do that. Now, but what about another woman though? No, no, not not when it comes to you know a monogamous you know God fearing based type of relationship that I'm having with this woman that I plan on having children with and living the rest of my life with. I, I don't. I really wouldn't want to bring that type of energy into the home. Right, and, and that's that's what I got to realize, ladies. Now, Courtney mentioned earlier that she thought that doing those types of freaky things would, you know, get her to what what me and Marv are talking about right now. But you guys don't need, I don't even need to, I mean, clearly that's not something I would ever involve my wife in or even think about doing. Marv just said the same exact thing. In fact, no man in his right mind would ever consider having his wife being in a, a, a train or a threesome. If he wants to do that or he even thinks he would be okay with that, he's not not saying he wouldn't do it, but that just is indicative of how that man is viewing you. We'll do it with a freak at all. You know, that's no problem. But not a woman who is our future wife or our wife or even a woman we care about even remotely. That's a very important thing to uh, to keep in mind. Now, Courtney, I mean, we we got to be we got to go back to you because I mean, I've been sharing some personal stories. Marv has been sharing some personal stories, but you mentioned earlier in the show that you said that, you know, some some men uh, or, you know, you experienced a man doing some things that would be considered disrespectful. Did you want to share that story in regards to the circumstances that led to, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how you want to phrase it. I don't know. Did you want to. Ejaculating you, on the face. Right, right. How, I mean, how did that come about? <laughs> um, that. I mean, that happened with um, both men I slept with. Um, and it was just something that they did. And they, I mean, I just allowed it to happen because I thought that if I um, gave off the impression that I was this freak and, you know, if I emulated what I saw on TV just in regards to porn and saw how the porn stars did it, you know, I felt like if I did something like that, then, you know, they'll view me as, oh, wow, you know, I'm going to make her my future wife because, you know, she she's a freak. And so I, I would do that. I would allow a guy to do that. I don't know why I felt like, and this is going to sound crazy, but I felt like, you know, I was showing him that I was different than most women. I, and I, I wasn't, but back then, I, I don't know. And then so when it was all over and they would come and, um, come back and wipe it off of me. I'm like, oh, wow, he wiped it off of my face. How sweet. He must love me. I know that sounds very psychotic, right? But that's what I would think, and I would just allow those things to happen, just being um, disrespected. Um, also, you know, they wanted, well, I'm talking about one particular guy, he asked me to do a threesome, and he even grabbed his phone out and was, like, looking through his um, contacts, trying to find a woman. Um, to find, he's like, well, yeah, let's, let's see who we can call. Like he was actually like serious about that. And then when I said, you know what, I don't want, I don't want that. Then that's when he was like, oh, I was just playing. I know you weren't. But it all came from how I presented myself. Just very um, flirty, just very sexual. Just gave off this very strong sexual vibe. And so it's no um, coincidence that I was treated in that manner, just disrespected. Right. One of the things that. Uh, if you guys remember Nelly's song uh, Hot in Here He said I got a pole in the basement 
you know, I, uh, he said, it's like, no, I'm just kidding, unless you're going to do it. You know, and that's like the same type of thing. A lot of men will say certain things in a playful manner, but then if you're serious, then it's like it's not a joke. But if, you, if you're if you offended, oh, no, I was just playing with you. Now, Courtney uh, mentioned that a lot of the men, a couple of men, you know, actually ejaculated on her face. What you got to realize is that is indicative of how those men viewed her. But not only is that how they viewed her and others and, you know, many of you, um, but also, how we, you know, just to go back a little bit to Ezekiel 23, the Bible speaks about men doing the same exact thing, ejaculating on, on women, because over in Ezekiel uh, 23:17, it says that the Babylonians, see, they came to run a train on her, Ahola and Aholiba, they act, that, they ran trains on these women. It says the Babylonians came to her to lie down, they made her lie down, and they made love to her, defiling her. With their seductions Okay now that's a very Biblical way of saying That they, they came all over her they, they ran a train on her And they ejaculated over her Okay it says But once she had defiled herself With them She recoiled from them in disgust When her seductions Became known and her nakedness exposed I recoiled from her Just as I had recoiled from her sister but she adds to her prom- promiscuities, bringing to her mind youthful days when she was a prostitute in the land of Egypt. She lusted after her male consorts, whose sexual organs were like those of donkeys, and whose ejaculation was like that of horses. She relived the wicked days of her youth when the Egyptians touched and fondled her young and nubile breasts. Now, there's a lot that we could say about that. We've gone through the whole book of Ezekiel before, you know, uh, before in this show. We don't need to do the whole, uh, par- you know, the whole passage, but it's very important to understand that whether we're talking about in 2014 after the club or we're talking about in ancient times with the Babylonians, a train is a train is a train, and the way men view hoes is the same way men have always viewed hoes. They ejaculated on Courtney. The Babylonians ejaculated on Ahola and Aholiba. It's the, Marv, that's crazy. You know the Bible was that real. Keep it keep it honest. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I mean it's freaks have lasted the have lasted the test of time, man. I mean it just never fails. It never fails. You know, um, the approach is the same. The response is the same. It just it never fails. So, I mean, if, if women if women you know if, if, if they're reading the Bible and they don't believe it then. Hopefully, they believe, they believe it now because it's it's not going to change. You know, it, it'll never change. You know, men's view, men view holds the same way he did in the Old Testament, New Testament, and today. So, I mean, it's really important that women are take heed to what's being said tonight and um, you know take the proper precautions to avoid being being that that whore. Right. It says right Shout here. Shout out to Courtney, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to Courtney, by the way. She's the realest chick I've ever met in my life. Much respect right. to you, Courtney. Absolutely, Thank you. absolutely. You know, I have a lot of respect for respect for Courtney. I mean, like as Marv said, she's the realest woman that I've ever met. Just in regards to being able to share that that level of personal uh, story, and it's all done out of love. It's all done to to help women, to be a blessing to women. The only reason we're doing this tonight, I'm sharing stories of my horrorish behavior, Courtney Shorn story, sharing stories of her horrorish behavior, Marv, same thing. I mean, this is only designed to help people not be, you know, not make the same mistakes that we've done. You know, uh, one last thing, it says here, you know, 
is that when she defiled herself, she had the same tendencies, but was even more promiscuous than her sister. She was wearing loincloths around her hips and flowing headbands from her head. And that's what, if you look at that, was the, the, the basically the whole attire of the day. They would walk around with these short, really, really honestly were, uh, back in the day, freakum dresses. They were they would wear nothing but loincloths and these elaborate hairstyles, and that would turn the men on. That's what they would do when they lusted after these, the, you know, the ancient warriors and the you know the kings and the Pharisees and different things. That's how they would turn them on and seduce them. Well, that's actually what's going on in today's society with these men. The Babylonians ran a train on those women who were dressing like hoes back in the day. Ladies, if you dress like, you know, what Beyonce would have you dress in, if you dress like, you know, the women that you see on television in the music videos, you will be, uh, men will lust after you. Don't get that twisted. You will get the attention that you seek, but it will not be the attention that you want. It will actually be sexual attention as opposed to genuine interest and they will seek to run a train on you the whole point of getting a freak is to do freaky things what doesn't do any good for you to be a freak just for that man that that, that nobody wants a freak all to himself you want a good girl to yourself but you don't want to just get a freak A, a freak a monogamous freak is a waste the whole marv knows what i'm talking about the whole point of it is to let the homies Experience it so you can all laugh about it. Now, if you got a good girl who does what you want, you know, who, who pleases you, who can become your wife, that's the ultimate goal. But understand, having a, a, a freak or a side chick or a jump off who does all types of freaky things, you're going to be targeted for the for a train or some type of uh, something that he can share with the homies on some level. Marvin, am I lying? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, we've, we've had plenty of stories, you know, amongst ourselves about, you know, different situations that we've experienced, um, you know, and it's all, it's all, I mean, you know, it, it's all about the bragging rights. It's all, it's all for the approval amongst ourselves. It's a competition. I mean, there's a lot involved when it comes to that, you know, men, men who are in that stage, I mean, we're just hunters and that's just the bottom line. And women have to understand that going in, you know, you, you know, women, women think that they can change a man or convert him out of his player stage. That's impossible. You can't do that. So I always wonder, like, why, if you see that this guy is playing you, you see he views you, you know, as a freak, but yet you still want to be there, you still want to deal with him. It's like, but yet you turn around and you blame him because you're, because now your heart is hurt. I mean, you're, it's your fault. You saw, you had, you saw the warning sign coming in, but yet you still walk through that door. You can only blame yourself. Right. It's interesting, just going back to the personal appearance, we were talking about trans tonight, but you've got to look at, again, the whole point of this is how to avoid having a man look at you even in that manner. The Bible says right here in First Peter 3, 3, uh, 3, 3 through 4, do not let your adorning <clears throat> be external. The braiding of hair and putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing that you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And I think that a lot of women lose sight of what's actually precious, what's actually desirable. You can't have the the, the long weaves and the colorful wigs, you know, and the, the tight shirts and the tight skirts and the tights, you know, and expect men to view you as being virtuous. All they're going to do 
If, like, if your beauty is only on the outside, men are going to take what's on the outside, which is your body. If you want a man to love you for your heart, you've got to show him your heart and put away your breasts, put away, your, you know, the, the butt cheeks, and, and, and otherwise you're going to find yourself being the topic of one of these, these shows that we do. All right? I'm just being honest with you. Um, I want to go real quick, just before we, before we run out of time, the Bible speaks about orgies. The Bible speaks about uh, uh, trains. The Bible says, for the, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these trains, I warn you, as I've warned you before, that those who do these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Courtney, that's, that's one of my favorite scriptures, because it literally says everything in regards to sex, but also, you know, lumps everything else in there. It says, and things like these. So whatever you can think of that might even be remotely similar to the things just named, you will be going to hell. You will be not experiencing the kingdom of God. Any thoughts on that, Court? Right. I mean, that's so true. And all of those things are things that will separate you from God. And so I felt those things, you know, um, the, the jealousy, envy, um, the drunkenness, all, all of that, all of those things. And at that point, I mean, I have to connect the dots, but that is when I felt the most distant from God. And so it's, we we got to get it right. We got to get ourselves together, you know, because people are too busy living in the moment and not really thinking about, you know, that they could be jeopardizing their salvation, you know, and making it up to heaven. Absolutely. Let me just tell you all real quick, Every half, 90% of these scriptures that you guys hear shared on the show will be in my new book, How to Win the Heart of an Elite Man in 365 Days or Less, coming out this summer, which will literally be a combination of the greatest relationship and dating advice ever combined with all of the applicable biblical scriptures that 100% pertain to it. There's never been anything like this written before in history. It's going to be life-changing. It's going to give you a literal biblical and worldly blueprint for how to live and achieve the type of life that you've uh, that you've always dreamed of. So understand that, man. I can't wait for it. I'm working diligently on it, and uh, look out for it in the summer. Uh, we're going to get ready to wrap it up tonight, man. I just want to thank my man Marv for uh, for joining us tonight, man, special guest. If you guys are uh, unfamiliar with Marv, check him out in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group. Check out some of the archive barbershop talks that me, him, James, uh, Lewis, uh, you know, and many other guys have, have done over the years um, on Barbershop Talk. It's about time to bring all the fellas back, um, as well as some, a couple of new guys for uh, for the 2010, or excuse me, 2014 uh, edition of Barbershop Talk, man. We just want to take things to a whole other level of realness, of, of, of biblical information, of knowledge, advice. And uh, Marv, any last uh, parting words you want to leave with the people tonight? Well, I mean, you know, as usual, I appreciate you allowing me to, uh, you know, share my stories uh, for the sake of educating and enlightening those who are listening and who vow not to be those those people that we've experienced um, during our player stage. Uh, by no means am I uh, proud about any of the actions that I've done, and you know, I've I've asked God for forgiveness on plenty plenty of occasions. So, um, 
I believe that, you know, at this point in my life, he is using me to kind of, you know, help other people in their, you know, in their situation. So I just thank God for allowing, for convicting my heart to, to, to one, you know, number one, change and, and be a better person while preparing myself for the woman that God ultimately has for me. So, um, you know, I, as long as you have me on the panel, I'll continue to share my stories and, you know, God bless those who are who tuned in, and uh, um, God bless Courtney as well. You know, once again, I really appreciate her position and her level of comfort, and I'm sure there's a lot of women out there who can relate to what she's going through. And, um, you know, it's always good to have someone um, like Courtney on your show um, that women can, can relate 100% to. Um, you know, it's, it's one thing to hear from a man, but, you know, to have that woman who's keeping it as real as Courtney does, I mean, I to me, that that would just make that woman feel even more convicted and wanting to change. But you can see, you can see the change in Courtney, and it reflects in her posts and you know how she conducts herself on Facebook and her pictures. I mean, you know, she's a class act, and I, I really hope that a lot of women are taking you know heed to what Courtney is saying um, because she's truly a blessing to a lot of the female viewers out there. So God bless everybody. Absolutely. Hold on. We, you can't go anywhere yet, Marv, because these phone lines just lit up like crazy, man. We got to take some calls before we go because, um, Let's do it. you know, Let's do it. That's, yeah, man, we got, but no, everything you said, man, you know, and I just want to say, uh, ladies, add yourselves to the Each Woman Group. That's my nonprofit organization, uh, Emotionally Available with a Changed Heart. Courtney is uh, very active there. She's like the moderator over there, and um, a lot of great um, daily activities and discussion forums and different things like that that are specifically designed. You know, it's an all women's group. Everyone feels comfortable sharing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a lurker. I don't really, you know, what I mean, that's all. You know, Courtney, that's all the ladies. It's, it's there for you guys. Um, but yeah, you know, check her out and uh, and, and use her and, and learn from her. And because she's been there, she's made the mistakes. She's exhibited the hoish behavior. She's not afraid to say it. The great thing is that God has changed her life. You know what I mean? Which is which is all we can all uh, hope for. So definitely, uh, shout out to Courtney. Uh, let's let's but let's go to the phone lines though, real quick. I see a call from the seven eight six area code. And all you guys holding on, I'm gonna take all calls, man. If we gotta be here till midnight, we gotta be here till midnight. But I want to hear what you guys have to say. Imagine I wait till. You know, eleven o'clock to call in, but you know, we'll, we'll take the calls, man. It is what it is. Uh, Seven eight six area code. Welcome to Keeping It Real Fridays. Hey, uh, what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, um, I just want to touch up on the subject that you were just uh, discussing like ten minutes earlier about um, sex and and orgies. Um, I'm a, I'm myself. I'm a I'm a Bible scholar. I'm uh, you know, I've been. I guess studying the Bible for about five and a half years now, and um, I have my scripture right here, and I actually want to, you know, touch up on the subject, and I want to make a few corrections that you were actually mentioning about earlier. Um, my version of the Bible is the King Luther King Donald Berger version of the Bible. Um, I am on the book of Rumpertitz, chapter twenty-one, verse three. Now, oh, this guy's uh, playing game. We got. We got a psycho here, man. What's up with your boy, Cordy? We got guys playing. You got to go. <laughs> the book of, the book crazy, of who? Man. The book of who? Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> the book of Rumpelstiltskin. It's been a minute since we've had a psycho call in, man. And always he one, had me man. for a always little bit. One. Right. One. He had me for a little bit. I was like, okay, let's see what he's talking about. But the King Luther Vandross version. Okay. <laughs> right. Never heard of that. Like, 
I, I should have let him go. We could all use a good laugh tonight. But you guys see, listen, I, I can't say nothing because this is keeping it real Fridays. We're going to keep it real, but I can't stop other people from keeping it real also. So we get some realness, but we also get some cycles. I don't believe in screening calls. Y'all might get a couple of seconds in on me, but other than that, I, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Well, yeah, if you guys have real comments, 646-200-0366. See another call here from the, uh, what's this, the the 402 area code. Probably the same dude calling from another area, uh, another number, but 402-909. Welcome to the uh, Day Down Tolbert Show. Oh, hey, man. How's it going, dude? Uh, I would say, how are you guys doing? Alright, you see, I think we got, I think we got a whole bunch of cycles. I'm, I'm not even gonna get this guy any, you know. They lucky I'm in a good mood tonight, man. I think it's some cycles out here, but I see another call here. This is entertaining stuff, right? Let's go to the three three four area code. I suspect we may see a pattern here, but welcome to the show. Hey, this is Sanic. I just wanted to say I love your guys' show. You've been really intelligent about women's rights and how we've, we're basically slut-shaming these women and how they shouldn't uh, buy into this whole male dynamic. And I just want to say my woman should accept any dick I say she should. So, yeah. What? My woman should accept. Uh, yes, we got some space. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Okay. All right, man. Uh, you guys had your fun tonight. You guys, you know what I mean. We see, we see some weirdos. The, the freaks come out on Friday nights, evidently. But uh, hopefully, you guys learn something tonight. We'll get ready to wrap it up, man. Get out of here. Uh, it's always good to have a good laugh at the end of the week. But uh, you know, like I told y'all, we wanted to keep it honest tonight. We wanted to keep it real. Um, really shed some light on a topic that, in my opinion, is is far too often ignored. Um, in society and definitely ignored from a biblical standpoint. So we, I think we did a good job of addressing both of those issues, uh, both perspectives tonight. Courtney, from a woman's standpoint, Marv has some really good things to say. You you know, I'm still really in, in awe and in shock. Just, you know, I shouldn't say shock, but just really, um, you know, have a high level of respect for your for your realness, for your honesty. I know a lot of women were blessed tonight just by your, your testimonies and uh and your and your your mistakes you know things that you've learned from that you've done and are, are not proud of uh, there are a lot of women out here who who have done the same exact things and who are asked to call in who have done the same exact things but were were afraid to say what the things that you said you didn't even say it anonymously people didn't even want to say it anonymously you know which says a, a whole lot about you what causes you to have that level of comfort um, expressing, you know, uh, your past experiences. I think um, I think it's the fact that I have forgiven myself for it, for my mistakes. I'm no longer ashamed about it. It, it is what it is. And, um, you know, I know that even though I made some really bad mistakes, I am happy and blessed that God used that and turned that around um, to be a blessing to other people. So who am I to, to hide, you know, my past from people? I mean, that's not who I am today. You know, it's it's who I was. And if that could help somebody, then, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. You know, I have, I have I really don't have any shame. And, and that really is um, that really is God because I, I wouldn't be able to talk about this 
you know, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, I probably wouldn't have um, been able to admit that. Right. Let me, you know, great job, Courtney. Let me, I want to tell you all something real quick. Um, I mean, you know, it's funny, you know, ha-ha, you know, we got some psychos on the line, you know. But I really want, you guys have, you know, we've been on the air for a very long time, you know. We were talking earlier, that this is really my 10th year on the air. The Dayton Tolbert show has been, uh, it's about our 8th year uh, on the air. You know, you, you, it's very infrequently that you hear the psychos. But when you do hear them, it's only on a show where where chains are being broken, where lives are being chained, uh, changed where deliverance is being had, you know, and, and make no mistake about it, what you guys heard, that was Satan himself right there. I just want to be clear. Yeah, it was some white dude in probably Wyoming or, you know, but the reality is it was it was the enemy, you know, literally trying to, you know, coming in and trying to make a joke or a mockery out of something that is literally life-changing for, for thousands of women. So I don't I don't take that lightly, but you know it, you know the devil has no power, and I just want you guys to know what it is. Don't just chill, yeah, you know people playing. No, it's not just people playing on the phone. It's it's the enemy, the devil, Satan himself, trying to come in and 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 you know make a mockery, which is you know what you know what a lot of people out there are passionate about doing about the word and 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 work and things of God. So I want to thank you all for. Uh, spending your, your 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 Friday night with us tonight, man. Again, special shout out to Marv, Courtney, you guys all in the Friends of the Day Down Tolbert sh- Show group. Uh, the guy listening over in Kuwait with his wife, shout out to him. I appreciate you for listening. And really, just everybody else out there who shows love. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of negativity. Uh, and you know, we're all about positivity here and trying to change lives uh, from a biblical pers- uh, perspective. And um, you know, that's what we're gonna continue to do, man. The Day Don Tolbert Show is one of the longest-running shows in all of the country, and we will continue to go on indefinitely. So you guys just sit back and enjoy it, and uh, we'll keep giving you some realness. So thanks, everybody, and I'll see you all next time.